podcast. It's as good an opening we, as any. We have never done that before. No, nope. <laughs> it was the, it was the first thing that came to mind. The I would remember the continuing struggles of how we open up the show. Yeah, oh, we God. have no consistent opening. Yeah, yeah. you know what though? We, we do have our, our our cool guitar rift that you guys came up mm-hmm. with. That's true. That's yeah. nice. The, the Outlaw Jam. The Out, yeah. is Outlaw what that was Jam. Titled. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I like that we don't have a clear way to open the show. I think it sets up a, a post-modern uh, Art Nouveau avant-garde kind of yeah. Yeah. hippy-dippy way. Of, yeah, you know. It's art. Shit. It's yeah. art, goddammit. It's art. It's we, art Garfunkel. Sponsor us. Yeah, right, please. Well, we started. Art Garfunkel, like, please sponsor us. <laughs> <laughs> this it's episode a- of Three Dudes is sponsored by Art Garfunkel. He just wants you to know he's still there. <laughs> art Garfunkel, I'm not dead yet. <laughs> art Garfunkel, sitting on his millions of dollars in, yeah. in the room in every rich person's house that they yeah. have where they keep all their money in cash. Weeping over a photo of Paul Simon. Let's say still Twitter, Twitter stalking Paul Simon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we started out with it. Well, like we didn't. Like I, I, I wanted to do like what the first episode. Mm-hmm. I did this thing where I was like, "It's Tuesday. That means it's Tuesday." Yeah, I have a direct from the basement floor at Dude Manor. I did that thing. Yep. And then Ben's was always like, "Hello and welcome." Yeah. And then I, I thought, like, "Wow, that's way better than mine." So I started <laughs> doing it, and then we just all abandoned all that. Yeah. There's no. There's no opening. This no. is as close as it gets. I feel like to just sitting in this mm-hmm. room shooting the shit. Rule, rules are for suckers. Routines and schedules are for suckers. Yeah. But enough about that. Next yeah. up on our routine is yeah. why we're fucked. Yes, oh, sir. A little segment we like to call why we're fucked. Well, uh, tell me. Well, why are we fucked? Tell I will me. tell you. Um, this I know is, that you have good reasons we're fucked. I had I had one for last week. Then I forgot it. Then I remembered it. Then I wrote a reminder to myself <laughs> on my phone uh, right. that simply says, tell the Hershey's story. <laughs> Okay. Tell, tell the Hershey's story. So, well, tell it. So, okay. So, my day job is that I work with adults with special needs. Mm-hmm. One of the things my company does, it's really it's really fucking cool, uh, is a candy store. We they run they run a candy store in a couple different places around the city. Uh, it's got like a, a bunch of like different hard to find candy too, which is really cool. I really like the I really like the one that's by the police station there. I love that yeah. one. Oh yeah. Yeah, that's our that's our main one actually. Yeah. In fact, um and uh, uh, it's it's uh, it employs our, our clients. They get paid to work and, and staff the, the candy store. Mm-hmm. Um, and so uh, I was talking, I was given a lesson about Pennsylvania. Um, uh, we were talking about some of the states that are out there in our great nation. And and uh, I, I got to Hershey, Pennsylvania, of course, the, the, the town named after the man who founded the Hershey Candy Company, which mm-hmm. is still there. Is his name Hershey? Milton Hershey. I did yeah. not realize. I, Milton I, T. I should Hershey. have assumed there was a guy named Hershey, but I've never yeah. thought about yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, yeah. 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 I've nothing else there. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was going to say, sorry. Like you're going to expand on nope. that. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nothing. I have nothing. There's not a lot going on up here <laughs> most of the time. No. So, um, so. So one of my clients was like, we should, we should, we should write them an email and see if, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, yeah, let's, let's send them an email. And sure. I, and I, I started typing it out as like, you know, you know, um, I just, uh, uh I work for a, a, a company which advocates for adults with special needs and, um, we, we are, 
we are big uh, consumers of your candy. We buy it to stock our candy store. Um, your your products are, are are of course some of our uh, most most favorite items, and and uh, we would be we were we were curious about. Uh, uh, because one of my clients, he's, he's in a he's in a wheelchair, and he, he always he is he, always on top of you know are these places up to up to code? Are they are they handicap accessible? Sure. sure. Oh wow. Um, okay. Great. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, he's he's yeah uh, well versed in all that. Well, and you um, should be. I would imagine, like, if you're in that situation, sure. that would be something like yeah. we we take all that for granted until like one of us breaks a leg and we can't mm-hmm. get right. in to buy. Beer. You really want to know if you can get into you know like right. the amusement park or whatever, right. oh, yeah. or the liquor store, or, or, the, or right. the other liquor store, <laughs> <laughs> or the um, Burger King. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it, and it is and it is something in this job that that you know I see firsthand. Not every place is is particularly sure. easy to access um most places do you know the best they can but not every place is yeah. um and so I, I i i in the email asked you know uh uh some of our clients are uh, uh would possibly like a like a tour one of these days and, sure. and uh had expressed uh some questions about uh the accessibility of your of your uh the tourable areas of your factory um you know i appreciate your time hope to hear back from you soon and so i got an email a few days later yeah saying simply uh saying in so many words uh, we don't sell our candy directly. If you want to buy some, you'll have to talk to a wholesaler what? or a distributor. Oh, are you what? kidding? Like they, they didn't even read the fucking thing. Are you kidding me? I spent like I spent a good amount of time writing the fucking email. They didn't even fucking read no. it. Oh, come on. So this is gonna go. You, this is gonna go into my why we're fucked. But go ahead. Um, so I, th- I think I think why we're fucked is that is that it's it's the mission of every single company that gets to a certain size to distance themselves from their consumers base as much as they possibly can. Sure. I'm calling you out, Hershey. Yeah, you know what? Fuckheads. Get on Twitter and tell them to write a nicer email. You should. You should. <laughs> like, like, come on. Like, that's really, really shitty. How much, how much work does the fucking uh, customer contact person for Hershey's sure. do? Well, you, know? you know what? And even like, <sighs> all right, even if it's something where they, where they said no, the least they could have done is read, read the fucking email. Yeah. They, 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 didn't, they didn't address the actual question at all. All I said with regards to to that was, you know, we 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 purchase and sell a bunch of your candy in our in our stores, which are staffed by our, our adults with special needs. That's why we it's buy like, Nestle here on the Three Dudes. Yeah, right. From now on, I am never buying a Hershey bar. That again. you guys know, I am never buying a Hershey bar. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's why we we sponsor us Nestle because uh, yeah, your cookies and cream bars are pretty good. Yeah, but Hershey's come the fuck on. Come on, now. that's really shitty. Give me a break. Yeah, you took the time and wrote him a nice letter, and just all you wanted was to see the place. Yeah, I, I don't know. The, and the whole time I was thinking like. Wow, what what a cool thing it must be! Like like your job is making candy and making people happy, and then they nope. and, and they're like, uh, yeah, if you want to buy something from us, you have to talk to a wholesaler and or distributor, sir. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like they're a lot less Wonka and a lot more Slugworth. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's a Slugworth. It's a real Slugworth. That's thing a to Slugworth do. thing. To yeah, do, man. God, that fucking huge bummer. That fucking annoys. All right, well that kind of loops into my why we're fucked. Yeah, let's um, let's see the connection and, here. And the the vein of this is that people don't do their jobs uh-huh. enough. Um, 
So, okay, I'm going to give you some background here. And maybe this is getting personal, but I'm not going to use anybody's name. So we're just going to get into it. All right. Um, I sell appliances. That's what I do for a living. Um, uh, I. Uh, that's it? That's it. Gotta move. Well, I mean, I also I sell other stuff sometimes, too. That's it? You got to move those color TVs. And I, uh, <laughs> I, I have to install microwave ovens. <laughs> A custom kitchen delivery. No, uh, maybe that's why I like that song so much. Yeah. You think there's yeah, a connection? It might be. I never thought about that. Um, no. Uh, so, okay, uh, we work at a place where we're not self-delivery, meaning that nobody who I'm in contact with uh, directly yeah. uh, does our deliveries. It's for like us. contracted out. Yeah, it's contracted out for installs and deliveries. So mm. uh, I'm going to go into I'm going to go into as much detail as I can on this story. I had a, a couple come in. They were an older couple. Um, they were buying a dishwasher for their daughter who just had quadruplets. I I was really thinking you were going to say they were buying a dishwasher for their dog. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, you know. Well, you know, he doesn't like baths. So yeah, you got to get him in the box. Like, you know, you brain for two hours. Your brain kind of automatically predicts the next part of a sentence so you can follow along with it easier. Right. Your dog yes. needs his dishes washed. Sometimes right. autocorrect is wrong. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, uh, we, they, were buying, they were buying a dishwasher for the daughter who just had quadruplets. Wow. So, yeah, holy shit, yeah, right? Geez. I mean, I think she needs more than a dishwasher. Right, bro. yeah, right. <laughs> like, a, like a Xanax and a nap. <laughs> a couple of bottles of red wine and a screaming pillow. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but no, yeah, they just had quadruplets, and the, the, the parents were going to, he's like, he said, I need the best thing you can give me, because mm-hmm. um, this is going to get a lot of use, I'm guessing, in the coming years. Mm-hmm. So they got the thing, they got the install put on it, they uh, they got like the protection on it. These guys were, really, the family was really nice. Like, these, these two sure. came in and they were they were just excellent people. You know how you, I mean, I'm sure you guys, I'm sure you, you you talk to somebody and you can just tell right away that they're the kind of people that you instantly like. Absolutely, yeah. you can tell that they're just a, a good family. They have a great dynamic, and mm-hmm. you, you're kind of happy that you get the opportunity to talk with them, work with them on certain stuff. Oh Absolutely. yeah. So yeah. Uh, I, I'm just going to go into the the we call it the escalations. The, oh the the send up, which is the process for sending up something that goes wrong when it's out of our control. Yeah. Um, so the first delivery team came in. They were an hour late with no notice. They didn't call these. Now these guys have quadruplets, brand new quadruplets, <laughs> brand so they don't get new they, quadruplets. Right. They don't have a lot of time to like. Like they're on a tight schedule, so yeah. they have to plan stuff around these four babies. Yeah, do you know what I God, mean? That sounds so terrible. Yeah, I mean, like I, I can't, I can't fathom that. You yeah. know what I mean? Like I would yeah. think one is enough. You know what I mean? But yeah. to have four toddler, two, four not toddlers, four newborns. <laughs> she, she had two newborns and, and two, two toddlers. toddlers. <laughs> After all, more than once, they came out talking. <laughs> no, they so, like they had to. This, this, this. So I've been in here for. Four years! Jesus, mom! <laughs> Eat something healthy! <laughs> no, uh, but they, they plan their day around this, right? So these guys these guys showed up an hour late, uh, and when they installed it, they went to test run the dishwasher. It didn't mm-hmm. work. Didn't work. Okay. Uh, we found out later that the reason it didn't work is because they didn't turn... It, it sounds... They're not 100%, but we're 99% that they just didn't turn the shutoff valve back on to get the water to it. Oh. So when they hit power on it, it powered up, but it wouldn't wash. Right. Because there's no water going to it, presumably, sure. yeah. because they weren't smart enough to return on the valve. <laughs> this is a great start. So they had to, they had to call the... 
Um, we, you know, there's a line that we have for like issues in the first 48 hours. They called them. They told them it was going to be like two weeks before the next one could come out, yeah. which he said was unacceptable, which is unacceptable. <laughs> yeah. Which is probably the response I would have. And then mm-hmm. they said, oh, okay, well, how about if we do it two days from now? And my response is like, why couldn't you just do that before? Why? Like, do you know what I mean? Why? Like, oh, if like, that was an option, didn't you just say what? it? And he like voiced his concern. So in the meanwhile, he called, like he talked to somebody on the corporate level about like how he had to get this thing done mm-hmm. um, and she's like no th- th- so this is before the real problem starts he, she, really she, this yeah, is the more. problem well, there's yet? more there's more <laughs> so she he talks to somebody on the corporate level and she says don't worry I'll handle this he gets a f- phone number from this this person mm-hmm. and um you know who says call me back and we'll, we'll let me know what happens right so the second team comes out uh and again late uh, they show up with the new dishwasher. They install it. In the process of installing it, when they're taking the old one out, they crack their countertop. They like Shit. Yeah, they did, what they didn't do. It sounds like is they didn't adjust the little footing on the bottom. Oh, that so would like lower lower down. down so they could take it out easily. Oh, they just God yanked sakes. this thing out, cracked the countertop. He has pictures of it. I saw pictures. Oh uh, um, no! You know, completely destroyed it. And then reasonably, his son-in-law wouldn't sign off on the delivery because. The, and the guy, this is the kicker. The guy's like, no, we didn't do that. That was there before. Shut uh, up, uh, Meanwhile, <laughs> they signed off on the first delivery after inspecting everything for damage. They're supposed to take pictures to make sure everything's okay afterwards. Yeah. I checked the order later. No pictures on anything, so I can't see anything. Right. So the guy's like, he's like, no, we didn't do that. And the, the son of the guy's getting pissed because... Because now they, they're being called liars. Because now they're being called liars. Yeah. And, and yeah. something is clearly done incorrectly. Uh, so the guys, like, just just left. They just like didn't didn't take the sign, didn't test run it or anything. Uh, so the son-in-law hit, went to hit power on it, wasn't working again, and that's how they figured out that you have to turn the valve on. To, yeah. So the first one, all this could have been avoided <laughs> if the first idiotic delivery team. I could have just been dealing with the late idiots who showed up. Yeah. Oh, the fir- the other thing is the first time they showed up, the excuse they gave as to why they were late was, well, we had to eat lunch. So that's the that's the excuse. That's the excuse they got. They got an eight to noon time slot. They showed up at one fifteen. Like that's the excuse that they got. Yeah. So that's how they figured out that the first team probably just didn't turn the valve on. So the first dishwasher probably worked fine. <laughs> oh no. Uh, so now. So now they have a broken countertop they, and, a, and a hole where a dishwasher used to be. Well, they got the dishwasher. The second one worked. Like, oh, okay. It's in. Right, right, it's right. in but it's, they got a cracked countertop. So the guy. Calls the the woman whose number he got from the way above me. Yeah. Shows up. Line shows up disconnected. Like so, whoever this person is, <laughs> either like a line cannot be completed as dialed is what he got, which so means the number doesn't. It doesn't matched. exist. Doesn't exist. It's either disconnected, or like it may have been somebody's number, or she just gave him a fake number. Uh, and uh, so he came in to see me. Um, and I'm sure he was furious. I'm sure he was furious. Not with me. No, but not just in me. general. Yeah, no. I mean, that's, that's, I mean, you could tell the kind of quality of character you're dealing with when people come in and they know who's at fault. Yep. Yeah. And he came in and he said, look, man, he's like, I wanted to come see you because you seemed genuinely concerned that mm-hmm. this would get done correctly. You're like and the I only said, person he dealt with. And I am. And I am. Yeah. I am. I am my, here's why. My name is on that. Mm-hmm. Like, my name, my face is the one they see when they talk to, yep. when, they're, when they're trying to buy it. My name is on the order. Yeah. So I'm tied to that. Yeah. It's my reputation. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like 
Daniel Day Lewis here. <laughs> it's my name. It's, it's, it's my name. It's all I have, right? And, and this is just like infuriating. The thing is, this is not the first time that this has happened. In fact, yeah. it's been happening more and more frequently. Right. It's terrible. We have a book that we started keeping with issues and how much money we have because we were told at the last training that well, ninety percent of the issues are our fault anyway. So now we have a document documented. We have a binder full of these things about how much money it's cost us yeah. so far this month, and it's a lot. It's in several thousands. No how much shit. money that these guys have cost us? Right. To say nothing of future business. Correct. Because here's the thing. Yeah. You can't imagine what future dollars you're missing sure. out on. Even if you right. handle this perfectly. So, and here's the other thing. The the uh, the kicker is the, the daughter, I know the daughter. Um, she's a regular at her store. She, I'm not going to say where she works, but she works for uh, a company slash organization that uh, has her in there frequently. So mm -hmm. she has a business card, like sure. buying a lot. Yeah, like I'm talking tens of thousands oh, of dollars a year, geez. like a lot of stuff. They've spent a lot of money there. They give a lot of business to us. Yeah, uh, and I had to submit this long claim yeah. and now it's out of my hands because it's an insurance claim at this point that's one of the things we talk about yeah. when we go through a finalization of an order like hey if something happens we're insured for it they're supposed to take care of that it covers reinstallation it covers any damage that we do when we're there yeah and it sounds like I, i'm worried i'm gonna have a problem i told him i they said i'm gonna fill this out i'm gonna type this all out and if you want i want you to read it for me <laughs> so you can see what i'm sending up to them you're gonna get a call you know whenever they can um, and I will follow up with you. And I am. When I go into work tomorrow, I'm going to call and see if anything was done so far. They yeah, kind of yeah. keep me posted at the work level through my email. Right. But I want to get it from him. I want to hear what his problem is. And I told him, if you have any trouble, I want you to call me and let you know. because and Let me know. Because... I want to. I want to know if Jeez. I have to get on the phone. This is not the first time I've had to do this. I want to know if I have. I have to personally get on the phone and crack God, somebody's someone skull. Give, someone give this man a raise, yeah. right? <laughs> no, I mean, just, for fuck's sake, Best Buy has no idea how hard their system is fucking up, right? And how, and the potential business they could be losing. You're sure by pissing off not only the dad but the the daughter. daughter. The yeah. jot, the, the, the jada. Can't <laughs> help it. Stealing Bill Burr's uh, stuff. I know. Uh, no, they have I, no idea. They have no idea. Well, that's the thing. And it, just more, more importantly, from my standpoint, it's my name on it. Yeah, it's my name that's attached to this. It's it's our team that's associated with this. Yeah, and I love the team I work with. I love all my coworkers. Sure, we have a real ragtag group of guys that work really tightly in that department because mm -hmm. we're separate from everybody else in the store. We kind of operate independently. <laughs> Yeah, and we were we finished last month like thirty first in the company, and I'm, nice. I take a lot of pride in that. Yeah, because like, yeah. I'll tell you what, this ain't like thirty first in the richest mm -hmm. areas either. And the thing is, like for, you know, sure. considering the area Where we're at, yeah, yeah. absolutely. And mm. the thing is. Uh, if we wouldn't have had all the issues we had last month, we would have been top ten easily because yeah. it cost us ten thousand, twelve thousand uh, dollars dealing with the same problems. And that's my point: is is that this is this is not the first time this has happened. It's not the first time it's happened to me. It's not the first time it's happened to my coworkers. Yeah. Um. You know, and it's not our fault. So right. I guess why we're fucked is that there's people who are. A, 
attached to your job. Yeah. For if you're a, a standard working stiff, there's folks that are attached to your job that are out of your control that you can't talk to on a personal level yep. and fix things with. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they're hurting your name, or they're and they're hurting, hurting your, your name, and they're hurting your name, and and there's nothing you can do but stand by and watch. If this guy has to go to court, I'm going to yeah. be there on his side. I don't care if I yeah. lose my job. Goes like, with it's, it's ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous, and it's very frustrating to me that yeah. I, I'm a person who like I, I'm dude I'm I'm lazy as fuck man I'm lazy <laughs> lazy in my personal life I'm lazy at my job sometimes you know what I mean but when I when I'm there to do my job and when I get in the flow and when I'm doing my work I want to be on point I want to give 100 yeah. percent I take a lot of pride in what I do even if it is something stupid. I, I want to like. I want to do. I want to do my best to make. I like to make people happy. Yeah, and this I, is the one part of my life where I can actually do that consistently. Yeah. You know what I mean? You are enabled by the the arm of the of Best Buy mm. to actually make people's homes and lives easier and better. Sure. And this is not to discredit Best Buy as a company at all. They, in fact, of all the shitty. Like retail jobs, one could work. I would strongly recommend that anybody who has a chance go out for it. They sound they sound great to work we, for. We get, we get great benefits. I get paid very well considering what I do. Yeah, uh, like very well, like more money than uh, you know anywhere else would pay you for the same work. Sure. Um, uh, we get an incredible discount. I have a four hundred one k. I have stock options. I have insurance that's decent enough. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then, for the most part, they're genuinely concerned about you know your day to day life, but it's just it's it's like one of those cost cutting things where they're just missing the boat. I think here. Yeah. Um, well, this they, this company like crawled out of like severely dire bankruptcy, like, basically almost bankrupt. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we were we were almost gone. Um. And so it speaks to something about the management of the company that they know what they're doing enough to do that. Yeah. But when you cut corners on stuff, or if you maybe contract people who are, you know, suboptimal, or if you have a Byzantine and and useless escalation system that leaves people lost and confused, that hurts you. Mm -hmm. For sure. And it's frustrating. You know, it's very frustrating. So. I guess why I think we're fucked is because there's 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 always going to be people around you at your job who are going to fuck you over, and there's nothing you can do but sit back and take it. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, well, I guess that's the theme of the day: is people around you not, you know, taking enough fucking time to do something right. Yeah. So, uh, I guess it's your turn. Where are you fucked? Well, I'm fine. You're fine. <laughs> not fucked. <laughs> That's okay. I'm all right. Made a pretty good pork chop on Wednesday. You are killing my episode. <laughs> I just really wanted to say that. But I, honestly, I have very few reasons that I'm that I feel completely fucked. Except and this is one I I don't think I've mentioned. Have I mentioned? Have I mentioned the pasta pass on the show yet? Uh, I think you started to bring it up. I'll go back in. Maybe a refresher. Yeah, let me just, just like, in case somebody, in case I haven't <laughs> mentioned this, I bought the Olive Garden Pasta Pass like a fat bastard. Uh, they went on sale one Thursday at 2 p.m., and I was able to click the buy button in the literal microseconds before they all sold out. Uh, it, they all, 22,000 sold in under a second. And I was one of the people sitting there with a queuing number waiting to get to get to the pay window to buy my pasta pass. Twenty two thousand in under wow. a second. So I consider that a kind of a fat guy accomplishment. Sure, sure. So Jeez. it's it's now been uh it's been, it's been about it's been. over three weeks. 
since Plasta Pass started. It's valid through November. I want to say maybe 17th or something like mm. that. Maybe a little later. Basically up until close to Thanksgiving. Mm. Um, I have gone to the Olive Garden like six times mm -hmm. in, in the last three weeks. Sure. And I'm, I'm just getting tired of pasta, man. I'm getting burned out. Yeah, I knew <laughs> that was going to happen. But... I, I knew it too, but I didn't think it happened so fast. Yeah. So I have these, I have two shrink wrapped, vacuum sealed meal in a bag of Olive Garden in the fridge right now. Yeah. I got like five breadsticks zip locked oh, away. <laughs> Come on now. I got, I, I know. And I, the thing is, I really, I wanted this. Yeah. I wanted this. And I don't know if I knew what I was getting into. <laughs> so I'm like $90 in. So like if I just go to Olive Garden one, one more, more time, time, you paid for it. Yeah, I have gotten my, my value. Sure. And then if I do it <laughs> like... One more time after that. Yeah, every time after that, it's you, basically free. You made $10 back. Yeah. Yeah. So... I, that's a deal, dude. I, mean, I, know. I know it's. I know you're toughing it out at this point, but that's a deal. <laughs> the thing is. Here's what I found out that I really like is that I love the salad and don't get tired of it. Right? Sure. So like the last three times I went, I got I ate the salad and then I put the pasta in a in a box to go. Sure. So I'm getting like all these salads. That's really nice. Mm. And then I have like lunch for another day in yeah. a bag I can microwave, just like in the bag, you know. <laughs> But man, I don't, my heart's not in it anymore. Sure. I really thought this is a, such a stupid I was reason. To I, be was, I was worried that was going to happen. Yeah. I, I figured at some point you were going to get burned out. If you just go one more time, I know. Yeah, it's got to go once more. And it's more. paid for itself. Why don't you wait a week or two and then yeah. go? Well, yeah. I did. I waited a whole week basically to go to Olive Garden, and even at that, I just wasn't. I wasn't. Feeling, feeling the magic it. is gone. Sure. <laughs> I really. The thrill is gone. <laughs> it's um, gone away from me. It's not a very good reason to be fucked. I don't know. I'm trying to think of other reasons. Yeah, that's I mean, right, dude. If you're, you're not fucked. You're not fucked. I feel pretty all right. I mean, I am. Here's one thing. I will say this. I'll make this quick. Uh, I'm right now in the in, in a place where I'm looking at another job. Okay. Uh -huh. um, and I'm fucked because everything's going right. <laughs> <laughs> why? Why is that a fuck thing? Uh, because the thing is, I didn't realize until I actually got an email back from these people. Oh shit! I like being where I am and don't want to go anywhere else. Yeah, and I always kind of knew I liked my job and I don't get to complain about it. But like, got an email back, scheduled a video interview. Video interview went well. A couple hours later, they scheduled an in-person interview. Great. That's on Friday, so I'm gonna be there at like one o'clock. Oh boy! And the whole time I have this hole in my stomach because I'm thinking about all the people I work with that I love so much. Mm. Couple right. things I'm gonna give you some advice on. Uh huh. Number one, you don't have to accept the job. If I you keep get it. saying that to myself. You don't have to. They can they can offer you the job, and you have the right to say no. Mm -hmm. And nobody can be mad at you for declining that job if yeah. you give them a good reason. Right. Emotions nope. are for ethnic people. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Correct. <laughs> uh, no, all right. <laughs> Number two, you haven't gotten it yet. Right, and uh, there's a strong chance I won't. Mm -hmm. um, I, I'm going to be tested on Friday, and there's a really good chance I fail that test. Right, sure. You know, this is a different line of work than I'm actually in right sure. now. It's not like a, it's not the same kind of position at all. So mm -hmm. I don't know what's going to happen. Number three. <laughs> Maybe uh, most importantly, yeah. Um, if you move to another job, yeah, uh, presumably more pay, correct? Well, that would be the only reason I would actually do it. Correct, right? More pay, yeah. You can f make friends at the other job too. That's true, and I, I know some people that are over there, and sure. they're really cool, and the company seems really cool. Yeah, but man, I really like that where I am right now. 
I, I, I've built up a lot of goodwill. Yeah. If something happens and I'm feeling a little shitty and maybe I make a lot of mistakes one day, and that happens sometimes. Yeah, it happens to everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, they cut me some slack, you know, because they know me. Um, so, uh, yeah, I guess that's it. I'm fucked because this is going well, and I don't <laughs> know if I can handle that. Um, <laughs> I was talking to someone today about the amount of money that it would take for me to, like, really feel comfortable leaving. And then she was talking about how... When she went to her new job, she got offered like forty thousand more than she was making. And I said, for forty thousand dollars, I would tattoo an asshole between my eyebrows. You're right. <laughs> right. I mean, listen, listen, man. I mean, it's 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 one of those things. Like, it's when they. I would. Here's what I would tell you. You know, you don't overthink it yet because yeah. you didn't get the job yet. You right. know, yeah, nothing to worry about yet. Um, I can always say no. Right. This can, can go away in a heartbeat. I will tell you if you do get off. Offered a significant amount more yeah. as your poor friend. Yeah, I, I, I'm gonna be. I'm, I, I will respect your decision, but yeah, I mean, I kind of would be disappointed in myself if I was able to make ten or fifteen thousand more a year right. and said no. Now I will say, our friend Alec, yeah, downgraded his position by several thousand dollars a year. For happiness, so happiness cannot yeah. be understated. Sure, yeah. I, if if you're making the decision from a place in your heart where you, yeah. you know you're going to be, where you know with 100 percent certainty you're going to be happier at your current job, yeah, then I would never fault anybody for that because being happy is more important than having a little I bit know. extra money. Money can't buy happiness, but money can buy liquor, which is cheap. So <laughs> yes. it really doesn't matter, <laughs> right? Too much. Just drink yourself away. Well, that's the other thing I was thinking. It's like, man, if I show up. Hung over on a Wednesday at, at a new job, they're not gonna like that at all. Maybe at Laird, you don't know. They're just kind of like, oh, there's it's Wednesday. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. Well, that's the, I mean, that's the thing. I have a morning shift tomorrow for the first time in a while. So. Ugh, yeah. Ugh. Yuck. Yeah. I'm gonna try and take they they kind of all. Way. Everybody uh, kind of already knows. Like when I walk in, they're like, ah, dude's day. No, I, I mean, oh, boy. Here, uh, here's the thing. Wait for the offer. See what the money is. Yeah. And if the money is not where you want it to be and you think they could get you for more money, ask for more money. Yeah. I could also always ask Laird for more money. You can. That Well, I mean, that's the thing. If you want to play the bargaining game, yeah. you can say, hey, I got offered this much. What can you do? Yeah. Um, I know. It's crazy. It's... I, I, I don't know. I there's there's lots of options, and I can always just plain say no. So yeah, don't I mean, stress about it. I think it's not that bad. You gotta it's go a up onto a, onto a grassy overlook at night and do some do some soul searching, maybe with like a, a like rifle. an REM song in the background, <laughs> like a yeah. rifle in yeah. Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that does it for me. Uh, so I'm fucked because things are great. No, that's <laughs> a, no, that's that's a, that's a good problem to have. That's a good. I know it is. I know it is. Have, so. When we come back on. The Three Dudes cast. Yes. Our topic for the day, plus vices and substances. Yes. Ooh, vices. Which we are partaking. Vices mm. and substances. <laughs> which we will leave wide open until we come back. What could it be? It's, it's morphine this week. <laughs> For those times when life gets you down. For those times when life needs a bit of a personal touch. Nothing quite brings you back to home quite like Smegmo Halloran's homemade shepherd's pie. 
Oh, look who comes in the fucking door! And where the fuck have you been? I was out with Tim too. Oh, you were out with Timothy! Yeah. Were you? And what am I doing? I'm sitting here at home, slaving over a hot kiln over my own fucking shepherd's pie! I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. I didn't Each pie is made with love, care, and sheep testicles. The kind of love and care your dad never gave you. Is that what you want? Is this what your mother would like rolling over in her fucking grave? I'm making me own fucking dinner. Is this what you want? And what are you fucking crying about, lassie? What are you crying about? This is bullshit. Why are you crying? What did, what did he do to you? Did he leave you? Is that what he did? Did he fucking leave you? He left you? Oh, smart lad, that one. Smart lad. What a fucking loser you are. What a fucking loser. When your sodden boyfriend dumped you and you've got no place else to go. Oh, Angus, I miss you. I'm, I'm sitting here, it's 8.30 in the goddamn night, I've been shoveling hay all day, making me own shepherd's pie, making me own fucking dinner, it's bullshit, and such fucking bullshit, I have 15 shit to take care of, and I have to fucking deal with this garbage when I come home, clean up the fucking dishes, I've already eaten, I'm done with this bullshit, it's over, fuck it, god damn it. Smegma O'Halloran's homemade shepherd's pies. Fuck off, you cunt. Welcome back. <laughs> oh, are we on? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Dude's podcast. Right. Hey, everybody. I thought we'd run with a the theme. Yeah, why not? <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back to the Three Dudes Podcast. Yes. This is this is the part of the show where we where we talk about our our, our ingesting of various chemicals and mm. and uh, 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 life shortening substances okay. uh, that we call schmorpin and dorpin. Yeah. Uh, so for today, I am I am Schmorpin, one that I haven't done in a while, a Macanudo. Macanudo, Macanudo. yuppie cigars. The, uh, the the I don't know if it's anything specific. It's just the one with the red label. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Whatever. Fuck it. The yeah. We'll look at um, that guy. Very pleasant as always. Mm-hmm. That um, smells nice too. Yeah, it's it's a. It's a darn fine cigar. So here's the thing, man. Those are yuppie cigars. Those were like <laughs> super popular with yuppies in the eighties. Yeah. Uh, but they're really good. So yeah. yeah. I remember. I remember one episode. You said uh, you you used to kind of mock them, and yeah. then you actually tried one. I have one right here. This is the one that I left here ages ago. I hope it's not too stale, but it's been sealed. So I found that on the floor by the bar. Right there, you go. <laughs> one I, I bought that a while ago. So yeah, yeah, top notch programming we got going yeah. on here. Uh, <laughs> and I am Dorpin. Ah, yeah. Uh, I am Dorpin. Um, Newcastle Brown Ale. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I haven't had it in a long, long time. I don't know why. It's, it's been a long time. Now I'm drinking Newcastle 
But wait! <laughs> Sorry. This joke has got to be old for everybody nah, else. I, I don't care. <laughs> that is one of the few brown ales, or really like any, very few beers in general of, of that, of that, uh, like darker beers that yeah. come in a clear glass bottle. Yeah, yeah. yeah you, not very you don't common. See that. Well, it's because so, it, it'll spoil fast. Yeah, the correct. light will mess with it. So this is, this is fun. On the back, it says fact number four: name. It's well known that Newcastle Brown Ale is full of flavor and remarkably smooth. What's uh, less well known is, is that known. the birthplace of the legend of this legendary English ale owes its name to William the Conqueror's son Robert. Builder of the new castle of eighteen of ten eighty and the warden of the north, <laughs> uh, Newcastle, a suitably royal heritage for a great tasting ale. The new castle and good reason Sweet to carry the city's name proudly castle. on our label. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I dig it. I, I like Newcastle Brown Ale. William the Conqueror and his son Robert the Tinker Toyer. <laughs> you know which there's there's one that I always think is Newcastle and it's not. It's like Herbert J. Dunwoody's Honey Brown Ale or something like that, but it's a Honey Brown Ale. I, I just made up the oh. name because I can't remember what it is. Herbert J. Oh, I, kids. You know. Oh, who ma- who makes the Honey Brown? I know exactly what you mean. T.C. McCrispers. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's got some kind of name. Like, I can't remember. It's, I'm making that up. But but the honey brown is in, like, big, bold yellow letters. Yeah. yeah. And they sell the, the honey brown even in the tall, the big, the big tall boy cans. Yeah. Yeah. Shit is yeah. fantastic. Fantastic. I don't even think it's that good. I just really like it. I don't know what it is. Um, I guess it's because it's alcohol. Mm. All right. Um, well, I guess um, it would go to me. Yeah. Since. Uh, no. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, hold on a minute. Oh, yeah. you just wait. You just wait one fucking second. I saw you look down Since, your nose. Uh, Dundee's. That's it. Dundee. Dundee's. Yeah, Dundee's. Yeah, that'd be worse. I just watched you look down your fucking smug nose <laughs> at my coffee and cigarettes. So I'm gonna take a minute and talk about them. This coffee <laughs> is very cold. I brewed it this morning. It hasn't been delicious since around 1 p.m. Okay. It's in a mug that says. Don't mess with Texas. <laughs> it really is Texas's most famous anti-littering slogan. Yes, <laughs> he has, he it's has, got he, copy stains all the way down it because I'm a slob. Listeners at home, he legitimately has a mug that says "Don't mess with Texas." Just in case that I is also it. legitimately what it means. It's an anti-littering. In, in case I ever thing. forget, mm. is it really anti-littering? That it came around in in the uh, the early '80s as a as an anti-littering campaign slogan, and now people use it unironically to mean <laughs> come take it. Yeah. Yeah. Come and take it is the coolest. Yeah. I, I know I talked about that. I still drink out of that mug, yeah. Come and take it. Come and take it. Oh, I love that thing. Uh, and then you're. Um, and then. And, no, I'm not done with the mug. Okay. Um, it's got a blue stripe across the top. Oh my god. Red stripe at the bottom. Oh Don't god. mess with Texas is in a really nice typeface. I can't oh quite identify. Palatino. Um, totally, yeah. It's like Palatino. Yeah, it's, the, uh, yeah, it's, it's the 80s PSA mm-hmm. font. Yeah. It's slightly less strong than normal. Oh, good. So, oh, which is. I've been, I've been able to drink <laughs> several cups of it without getting too crazy. I'm not looking down my nose. Yeah. I just, oh, really? You just really? Are you, have you had enough? You just you just smoke and drink the same thing <laughs> every week. Um, so, it's it's okay. Oh it's God. not bad. Now I'm, I'm the one I'm smorping. I'm sorry, everybody. Have a pack 
of a cigarette that I really enjoy. It's called Marlboro Edge. Uh, you can buy them wherever cigarettes are. And they're oh, okay. good. Um, and they're okay. They're, they're just okay. okay. They're yeah. just okay. They're slightly cheaper than a Marlboro Red. Yes. Let me say that again. Marlboro Red. Guys, I'm so sorry. Yeah. This, this, this of course, comes, comes from uh, the town of Marlboro, uh-huh. which, which, of course, is derived from the German Marlsboro. <laughs> which means in German, loosely, cowboy country. Yes. <laughs> um, it's it's good. I like smoking which them. Which comes from the Latin throat cancer. If you, <laughs> if you listen, you can listen to the sound of me. Mm. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's, that's me lighting it. Okay. Yep, and tasting it. That reminds me, actually. Um, apparently, in the plaza over yonder, they're they're opening up a, a, a Tex-Mex place called El Cowboy. Oh, nice. Mm. El, El Cowboy. El, El Cowboy. Cowboy, which loosely translates to the cowboy. <laughs> 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 All right, I'm done. What okay. are you smorping and dorping, Dave? I'm sorry. I didn't. <laughs> I didn't mean to. I didn't mean. I didn't mean. I just. No. I, you you got to understand. I've been. I've been going back and listening to old episodes. Of the I know. Dudecast. I know. And like the first eight are just. I, I got Marlboro Edge cigarettes and black coffee. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. That's okay. fucking a little it's, weird. It's okay. That's all right. I like to keep on my toes. That's all right. It's another. Hey, man. If I didn't have some caffeine before I came here, I would not be on mm-hmm. for the show. Uh, smorpin. I am smorpin a. It's a cigar by Punch. I have the Macanudo here. I'm going to hold off and maybe smoke that next week. You know, get another week of old stale cigar. Yeah, on that's some, good. Some funk on it. <laughs> uh, so I'm smoking a Punch, a Punch cigar. It's the Grand Puro. Uh, Nicaraguan blend. Mm. Um, I like the way it tastes. It's really mild. This is a cigar my dad would like. Yeah. It's not super, it's not, pardon the pun, it's not super punchy. Um, but uh, there's not a lot of smoke. Ah! <laughs> there's, not, there's not a lot of smoke to it. It's, uh, which I don't like. I like a lot of billowy smoke and there's not. Yeah. So the cigar tastes good, but not as much smoke as I'd like to. Yeah, it smells um, nice too. I'm, I'm double teaming the dwarfs this week. I got, uh, I'm drinking mm-hmm. uh, Seagram's Old Canadian Whiskey. Yeah. Uh, with Coca-Cola, and uh, I'm uh, drinking Miller Lite. Yeah, Miller Lite's a good mainstay. Yeah, good go-to. Yeah, I always like Miller Lite. You know, I still, in my head, I feel like it's it's like I've convinced myself that they use, like, a different yeast or something, and that's what I'm tasting that makes me like it more than other very similar beers. Hmm. There's just a slight difference there. And I can't quite. It's also like a lot of other beers are. are uh, it's the moose urine, in fact. It's yes. It's it's one hundred percent the assorted animal piss that goes into it. I feel like it's a, I feel a like fine pissner. A lager? Is it a lager? No, it's yeah, a pilsner. It's a pilsner. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I will tell you. Like I went to. I was watching uh, any you college football fans out there. We went to. We went bowling with our friends Alec and Misty. Alec has been on the show, mm-hmm. uh, and his girlfriend Misty. Uh, we went bowling with them, and then afterwards, Trisha and I went and got late night nachos and wings at B Dubs, <laughs> and uh, we watched Clemson lose and blow their number two position in the top ten. No shit. College football fans <laughs> can't do. Uh, but uh, um, yeah, we went there. I had a Coors Light on tap. Not as good, man. No. I would rather have no. Miller Light in the can than Coors Light on tap. Yeah, listen, That's the truth. I'm going to say right now, I'm going to take a hard stance. Coors Light, not good. Mm. Don't drink it. God, what a what a rebellious and, and revolutionary I know. stance I know. to take. I, yeah. For the love of God, please don't drink Bud Light. <laughs> 
<laughs> but I drink well, Bud you know, before I drink Coors. Bud Light Lime's okay. Yeah, Bud Light Lime is uh, okay. I didn't say Bud Light Lime. It's got that refreshing not, citrus well, twist. That's my, I, I don't care if I'm a pussy or not, man. That beer, that <laughs> yeah. is the most summery, drinkable beer. Yep. I have gone through 18 packs of those <laughs> grilling burgers like nothing. in two hours. Put them down like water. Back. Yeah. yeah, oh god, it's so easy. It is the most <laughs> supremely drinkable cheap beer. Mm-hmm. And it's not that cheap either. It's a little more expensive than the yeah, but not Bud Light. Yeah, yeah. Not yeah, it's right. a ringing endorsement for Bud Light yeah. Lime. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bud Light Lime, Miller Light, and uh, fuck it, Rolling <coughs> Rock too. We like yeah, Rolling Rock. I love Rolling Rock. Rolling Rock's the you shit, know, they, man. They tender this as, as a tribute to my good taste. Yeah, thirty-three. Thirty-three. 33. <laughs> the glass light takes all the From the gas, the, the, the gas line takes <laughs> from from the from, from, gas line from the natural gas pipelines of Old Latrobe. <laughs> mm. mm. We tender for you this uh, <laughs> sweeping <laughs> bottle of death. Crack <laughs> it open. That's nice. Pass out. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's hear it. What well, I I seem to recall uh, some weeks ago that that there were there were uh, there was a very positive reception to the history episode we did. Yes, a very yeah. po- very positive. Uh, so I wanted to introduce a part two to this. Yeah, and and that's great. And I wanted to start it off by asking one very simple question. We have learned. <laughs> I think the TV's playing upstairs. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> hey, whoa, hold on a minute. Hold I think on. that's the TV. Hey, hold on, that's terrifying. What's I going think on? It's, wait, I think it's the Chromecast. It is. Oh my god, dude. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. It's, it's Eric Andre and Hannibal Burris at Vanity Fair. Is that what it is? Yeah, all right, I just stopped it. What happened? Yeah. That's spoopy. All wow, right. okay, sorry, everybody. Yeah, yeah look, we just stopped. Oh, wow. Dead. Well, that was tremendously uh, scary. Yeah, that was Holy frightening. shit, all right. I don't like that. So anyway, the question I have. <laughs> sorry. Wow. Okay. I, I want to open this up with a question. Yes. We have gained the powers of Jesus. Okay. And naturally, we're going to use this to further our own show. Sure. Love this. We can bring any person back from the dead from any point in history to be a guest on our show who would be the best guest who wants to open oh man best guest for the show i have an opener if if you nobody else does okay you know what i I propose that that we kind of follow the format of not just who but definitely why why yo i'm gonna get into it of course why am i even saying that of course (laughs) we're gonna talk about why um So, all right, let me open this. If, if I was going to propose a guest from just any historical figure, uh, do do we have any stipulations as in, like, something I would learn about in history class or a pop culture icon or... Anyone. Anybody? Anyone who would make a good guest on our show. The only stipulation is they can't be anyone currently living. Got it. Uh, okay. So, if uh, I was Just gonna... in the event that they do show up on our show eventually. Sure. Great. Uh, <laughs> just in case, you know. Just in case. Uh, I would pick Wild Man Mark Mirror. No. <laughs> no. Uh, if I was going to pick a guest for the show, uh, in particular, if we were... It, well, I'm going to try and stay in the same vein as the history topic. Yeah. Uh, right. Of old, which was actually one of my favorite episodes to do. That was, a, it was, it was great. We, we were talking about this after we... Uh, for the listeners at home... Um, uh, Dave hosts a uh, Sunday night show. Like we was Game of Thrones for a while. Now Game of Thrones is off, so he, mm-hmm. we're doing Stranger Things on Sunday nights. Yeah. yeah. So we were all here for Stranger Things. Ben, after you had left, we were talking, and uh, we pretty much came to the conclusion that as as topics go, your topics are our favorite. Yeah. Oh, definitely the most fun. Yeah. Well, they're also listener favorites too. Yeah, like, we get a lot of positive feedback on your episodes. Yeah. Yes. There, yeah there tends to be. 
a lot of like real strong focus on these topics. Yeah, so it's like it's it's fun to talk about. Yeah, right. Um, so anyway, uh, getting into it, if I had to pick. Uh, a historical guest to be on the show. I think I would pick Winston Churchill. Oh, wow. <laughs> because I think... Oh, shit. First of all, smoking and drinking oh, is locked on. down. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, that guy? Can you Hell imagine? Yes. Smoking and drinking would go to... A, it's already... It already goes on long enough as it is. Yeah, I know. It's, it's going to be a this, topic... This would be like a solid three-hour show of just hating Nazis and mm. nothing else. Right. <laughs> Which is how I prefer to spend any Tuesday night in August. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Just hating some Nazis. So th- this is a guy that who new Call of Duty's coming out soon. Uh, I- I'm gonna I'm gonna butcher the history. This is a guy who was prime minister and then wasn't prime minister, mm-hmm. and then they were like, ah, you know what? We don't like this prime minister. Let's get Winston Churchill back in. Yeah. So this is a guy who got elected prime minister twice because the people loved him so much. Yeah. He basically single handedly defended the Nazis on the highest level. I'm sorry. What? He defended the Nazis. <laughs> he, sorry, um, I think you're thinking of wow. evil Winston Churchill. <laughs> yeah, alternate Bizarre. universe Winston Churchill and a goatee. Yeah. <laughs> Bizarro Churchill. Bizarro Churchill. <laughs> um, Hello, no. I'm Bizarro Churchill. <laughs> he single-handedly defended the uh, England from the Nazis on mm. the highest level yeah. with brilliant military strategy. Yeah. Um, well, they also got the shit bombed out of him, too. That's he, true. There's only so much he can do about but, that. But, I mean, as a military strategist, can you imagine a topic where we talked about strategy with Winston Churchill? Oh what, my god. What, what kind of, what, he, would, what, he would school us. I mean, it would be like a five part episode. The guys, until he passed out. Yeah. I mean, moreover, he was incredibly witty, which I would at, at, at least say that we're mildly witty <laughs> yeah. on the show. Oh, he, sure. would, he, would, he would blow everything that we had to offer out of the water. Mm-hmm. Churchill could destroy a person with a handful of words. Mm. Yeah. Um, there was, I remember a story where he was at a uh, he was at a party with a bunch of aristocrats. Yeah. And, uh, uh he was in a heated argument with a with a woman, and she and she says uh, she said to him uh, she said to him, "Sir, if you were my husband, I'd poison your tea." Yeah. And he said he he replies, "Madam, if I was your husband, I'd I drink, drink it." it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, sing! Wow. No, yeah, he's yeah. Got, there's a lot of great uh, quotes attributed to him, none of which are coming to mind right yeah, now. Yeah, but no, I mean, he, he, that, uh, think about that as a guest. I mean, this is a podcast where we kind of exclusively sit at this bar every week mm-hmm. and uh, drink and uh, smoke and yeah. shoot the shit about yeah. something. Yeah. And, and while we are really just shooting the shit and it's, you know... Uh, this kind of a uh, topic that we make up and and bring to the table at random every week. Yeah. There usually is some focus to what we discuss. Yeah, uh, I would imagine that Winston Churchill would be a really engaging conversationalist. Oh, for sure. Most yeah. topics that we could present. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Desert Island Survival. I would really like that. Was our second episode? Uh-huh. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. That would that be fun. Uh, can you picture what Winston Churchill would have to say on that? <laughs> I mean, like, I'm I'm, I'm going to go like way like without bringing up any of the hi- historical facts. Just as a person, mm-hmm. he seems like the kind of guy that I would like to sit down and drink a brandy with. Oh my god! You For know sure. what I mean? I For mean, sure. like, he's just the, a turtle of a man. <laughs> <laughs> he, he really is. The, the face of World War II era Britain, the, yeah. the, the stoicism and the unwavering, uh, uh, yeah. uh, you know, ballsiness in the face of, mm-hmm. you know, getting your capital city bombed to mm-hmm. shit. Yeah. Um, you know, the, the two things that always stand out to me about, about the British in World War II were 
the fact that they kept on keeping on, yeah. you know, while the German airplanes were bombing the shit out of London. Yeah, to the yeah. point that they even had it on posters. Just, right? I mean, pretty sure Keep Calm and Carry On Keep comes out of this era. On. It did, yeah. Um, yeah, and, and, you know, so so folks would, would immigrate en masse to the northern countries and, and just kind of keep, keep on, going. like, yeah, like, yeah. like oh, we're, we're just taking a vacation for a while. Yeah. That's a um, testament to English toughness. British yeah. uh, uh, beans on toast is, uh, is something that they mm-hmm. eat over there. It's a popular snack, and that comes from when they, when they would ration their, yeah. their food. All, yeah, all sure. they really had was beans and bread. It's actually really delicious, too, actually, if you ever tried. Beans. I can't imagine it being bad. Bush's it's, baked beans on toast. I like beans. Beans, a little, it's, bit of, a little bit of yeah. butter. Yeah. Why, 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 why is this an issue? <laughs> like, like, like it's odd, sure, but again, it's because they they had to ration their food. Um, and then the other thing, of course, is all the all the sneaky shit they did, the covert, right. the covert operations yeah. and everything. Which I think I actually might have rambled on about uh, during the last history episode about the uh, the Ministry of Ungentlemanly Warfare. Yes. yes. Uh, which was Churchill's name for for we talked um, about mincemeat. Yeah. Yeah. Operation Mincemeat. Yeah. yeah Operation Mincemeat. No, I think uh, I think one of there's a there's a cool uh, anecdote, and I can't remember exactly how it goes. This would be something I would just suggest people watch. But uh, Netflix's series The Crown. Yeah, very good. Features Churchill, played by John Lithgow. Who's oh, excellent. Yeah, he's uh, he's already won. Uh, John Lithgow. Yeah, he plays really? Churchill. Won and, an Emmy he, for his performance. Yeah, I, I mean, didn't know that. Yeah, he won an Emmy for his. He's performance. very good. Very very hmm. good. There's a there's an episode that deals uh, heavily with a time period there where where London was becoming. And shrouded in smog. It was pretty bad. It was yeah. like, you know, sort of byproduct of all the new industrial shit. Yeah. Uh, you're sort of like filling the uh, the city with smog as well as like an atmospheric pressure situation that was forcing it all like back into the city or something like that. Oh, God. And it's basically testing his prime ministership. You know, people right. are like getting upset. They wanted to do something about it. But he literally, he, he literally can't just like move the air. Right, right sure. It's, you know, it's beyond him. <laughs> And I, if I remember correctly, the way that it that it comes out, essentially nature takes care of itself, and Churchill gets all the credit. Right, and like he just made it just to spin stuff like this too. Um, <laughs> I don't know if it's uh, if he was prime minister during that time period or if he actually took over during that time. I can't remember. Yeah, watch The Crown. <laughs> yeah, it's a great, it's yeah. a great show. It is yeah. a really great show. No, but I, I mean, just uh, on a conversational level, I think Churchill would be great. Yeah, sitting right here. Uh-huh. Uh mm. you know, drinking God, whatever. Screw, screw that. I want us to be on this side of the bar and I want him to host. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're truly, truly. I mean, like and think about the great I mean, we drink for the most part swill on the right. show. You know what I mean? So I would assume that he would bring a bottle of something. Oh yeah. You know? You know, so, I mean, I don't know. Churchill was Churchill's real buddy buddy with the troops, right? Yeah. Like I'm, oh, yeah, like, I'm totally, yeah. like I'm sure he he'd be just at, at home in a, you know, rat shit pub mm-hmm. as he as he would be in, you know, yeah. a, a high floor. Or at the party. very least he'd want you to think he was. Yes. Mm-hmm. Correct. <laughs> more important politician. More importantly. Yeah. More importantly. Yeah. He'd want you to he'd want you to believe that. That's fantastic. So, yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I guess I don't have any like big historical context for it, other than yeah. I mean, look at the guy. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, right. I think he would. I, <laughs> I mean, he's, he would, he's a he's a fat guy who drinks and smokes. He's perfect. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. This is a penguiny type. Yeah. Good, good with conversation. I mean, that is mostly what moves the show forward. Yeah, dude lived into what his eighties. I mean, God. Yeah. Yeah. I want to. Don't you want to sit down and have a cocktail with him? I want to. I want to smoke a Churchill style cigar with Churchill. Hell yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> what I want. Drink to that. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Do you have one? 
I had I had a couple in mind coming into this one. Uh, one I I may have even talked about uh, in the in the last history episode we did. Uh, Diogenes of Sinope. Yes. Yes. Um, would be a, would be a fun guy to have we on did. here. Yeah, remind the people who Diogenes is. Okay, so Diogenes basically founded the cynicism movement in ancient Greece. Uh, he he rejected the 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 um, amenities and luxuries of of. Uh, what at what at the time was modern life in in ancient Greece, yeah. uh, opting instead to uh, live in a, a large co- uh, clay barrel that he would roll around the city, uh, <laughs> beg for scraps, jack off in the street, and uh, <laughs> and generally just be the world's biggest, most awesome asshole. Um, <laughs> Alexander the Great was a big admirer of his. I say, please tell this story because this is yeah, the, this, this is, is the one quintessential. Of the <laughs> this says everything you need to know about him. Alexander the Great um, once sought out Diogenes in Athens, and and uh, and he was, Diogenes was napping in the street at the time, and Alexander comes up and stands over him. And he says, and he says, you know, I've admired your works for a long time. I'm I'm Alexander of Macedonia, the Alexander the Great. Yeah. Uh, Name name any wish, and it sh- I promise it shall be yours. And, he, and Diogenes says, and Diogenes says, well, I wish that you would move over that way because you're standing in my sun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, Diogenes would be such a nuts guest. Oh my god. I mean, really? Can you imagine us sitting just around talking to a dude in a barrel? Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah. Like drinking. Didn't he yeah. like beg for money and chastise people going into brothels and then Yeah, he'd, he'd take the money he collected and go in himself. Yeah, right. He, yeah, he 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 was perfectly happy. He was he was the first kind of off the grid type uh, type of person. You know, he he again just just said you know this modern living this you know having more than one set of clothes thing yeah. uh, is is for chumps yeah you know in um, some sense it kind of is even even to me I agree um, yeah I mean there's 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 some method to the madness you know absolutely mm-hmm. um, I learned that when he died uh, he he asked that his friends take his body and just chuck it into the woods. Yeah. So that animals could eat him. Uh, he, so he's, he, the reasoning being that he was giving back, he giving himself back to nature. Yeah. Um, the nature that created him, he was then giving himself back to. I feel like he became on this show. He would drink all our beer. Yes. He would <laughs> kiss on my floor. Sure. He would leave with half my things. He might even try to fuck the dog. He might, <laughs> for all we know. I mean, we don't know anything about this guy. This, other than <laughs> Diogenes, I think, I think lived on on pure id. Yeah. As long as he had shelter, food, water, and a way to sexually relieve himself, he was he was happy as a clam. Man, <laughs> I mean, can you ask for anything else? Really? I mean, everything else is bonus. All right. I I just I just want him to because. Because philosophers were such a big deal in ancient Greece, yeah. and, and now all you can do with philosophy is teach with it. You know, <laughs> yeah, right. I, I want to have him on the show, and I want him. I want him just to talk. Sure. I, I want. I want to ask him questions. I want us to learn from him. Yeah. There is no topic. And I and I want us all to get as drunk as we possibly can. Oh, yeah. oh my off God. of off of. 
I, you know, I want to know how wine was made in ancient Greece so that we sure. can make it that way. Yeah. yeah. And have, have ourselves some of that Athenian swill. Oh, yeah. my God. That'd be so cool. Diogenes is the topic. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, right. yeah. There's, no, there's no topic if he's on. It's just him. It's it's the episode is Diogenes with Diogenes or Diogenes. <laughs> Diogenes is Diogenes in the Diogenes story. <laughs> yeah. Wow, yeah, that'd be crazy. Um, but since I since I already uh, uh, I already used him, um, yeah. you, you may recall. I already I already uh, uh, yes, we've talked about him before. Talked about Diogenes as we've demonstrated. Um, so I was I was giving it some thought, and I I think like probably probably someone with like like a, a life and, and who made decisions that I can only, I could only ask like, why, why would you do these things? Yeah. Um, and how do they work? Yeah. Um, the person I have in mind for that is Bass Reeves. Okay. Um, I do not know who Bass Reeves is. Yeah. Bass Reeves uh, is one of the most storied members of the U S Marshal service in that service's history. Um, uh, he operated uh, in the in the in the years after the Civil War, uh, so you know late late eighteen sixties through eighteen seventies and eighteen eighties. Okay. Um, and uh, what makes him particularly remarkable is that he was a federal fucking marshal uh, <laughs> while being black. Oh really? Wow. Okay. He was when, when again in the eighteen seventies. This was the this was like the latter part of the nineteenth century. No shit. He was he was the first black federal marshal, um, and his story starts awesomely enough by uh, uh, being dragged into the Civil War. He was a slave. He was born into slavery, mm -hmm. and he was dragged into the Civil War by his by his master. Eventually, he decided that he didn't want to deal with this shit, so he beat his master to death with a shovel in the middle of the night and <laughs> nice, ran away. Nice, nice. Um, I already like him. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's my kind of guy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so not only not only was Bass Reeves like, and in, 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 you know, insane for for you know becoming a federal marshal in a time where black people were barely considered people. Yeah. Yeah. He was also really really fucking good at his job. <laughs> yeah. Um, he he was apparently a crack shot. Uh, like like just a real quick draw, like real. And, and, you know, they assigned him. I, I assume someone had the idea that, that he, would, he would die at some point doing this uh, to, the, uh, to the Kansas territories, which at the time were, were you know, unincorporated. They were, it was largely Indian territory, but it was a place where a lot of outlaws would go and hide. So it was kind of as lawless, as, as, as close to the lawless West in the movies as you can get in real life. Sure. Yeah. Um, you know, and he and here he is walking around outlaw country with a fucking federal marshal's mm. badge. Um, but yeah, he was he was a, a master of deception. He got two armed men to surrender once without having a weapon himself wow. like, by by like bluffing, reaching into his coat and pretending he was about to fire. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, and on top on top of all this, he couldn't read or write. So so all of his all of his reports, all of his uh, signatures and arrest warrants, he would have another marshal fill out for him. Wow, no shit. Um, this is a this is a guy who who I want to I want to know like everything about. Yeah, I want to know how. Gulp, gulp, <laughs> gulp. <laughs> 
brought to you by Newcastle. <laughs> this gulp brought to you by yeah, Newcastle. This, this awkward silence <laughs> brought to you by Newcastle. I I I want to know where he where he got the balls. Yeah. Frankly. Yeah. You know. Well, I feel I feel like everywhere he went, his authority must have been challenged. Oh, sure. Which must have been super frustrating, but it's like the dude's got the badge, right? Sure. Like he's got the credentials. He's got the badge. He's got the he's got the possibly quite literally the fastest hands in the West. Sure. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> you know? Well, I mean, like it would be it would have to be born out of having to deal with that, I would guess. Like yeah, the, sure. the balls came sure. from either uh, fail miserably or mm-hmm. you know people people are people are going to treat him the same way whether he's a some people apparently are going to treat him the same way whether he's a slave or a federal marshal. Absolutely, it's yeah. just that when you're a federal marshal, you get to shoot people, right? <laughs> sure, and the government lets you do it. Yeah, <laughs> hell yeah to that. <laughs> God, that would have been so wild. That would have been so difficult. Yeah. Um, he also, I want to pull up a picture of him. He also had a fucking magnificent mustache. Hell yeah. <laughs> now that's yeah. the mark of real man. Mm-hmm. I, I recently asked Trisha, like, like if I was a firefighter, <laughs> would you let me grow the mustache? And she, like, without hesitation was like, oh, yeah. Like, yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That guy, man. That's this, fucking cool. That's a fucking Google, stash. If you're listening, Google this guy. Bass, Bass, Bass Reeves. B-A-S-S. R-E-E-V-E-S. Bass yeah. Reeves. This this is the face of a fucking lawman. Yeah, 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 it is. It is. You, what, it you, really put a, is. you put a hat on he that? He looks like you put a hat on that. Uh, oh, look at Reeves with a hat. That's a lawman yeah. right there. Oh, dude. A, a hat like, and a little tin star on My wish chest. was immediately granted. Yeah. <laughs> That's um, sweet. Real talk. Yeah, so... That, that dude. Very strongly recommend uh, reading up on the story, uh, the legend, really, mm-hmm. of, of Bass Reeves. Yeah. The first black U.S. marshal. Uh, I will tell you who I want to have on. That I, I really wish... Now that we're talking about this, I'm like really sad that this is never going to be possible. <laughs> that, that, that under no circumstances will I get to talk to this person on or off the show. But... I would love to have an hour sit down with with Kurt Vonnegut. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. <clears throat> Kurt Vonnegut, who to me is basically Mark Twain for the fed up. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's that's really a pretty accurate description, I think. Um, I yeah. just just recently I read Mother Night, mm. which I was told to read many times uh, by my friend Jordan, who I work with, and she gave me this book. And for weeks, every time she asked if I read it yet, I said no. And then I finally sat down and read it. I ended up doing it in like two days. Yeah. Um, I remember seeing him on The Daily Show once. It was yeah. fucking magical. Oh, really? Yeah. That's I've a- never seen that. We should we should look it up after this. Um, yeah. I feel like Kurt Vonnegut, especially now, I mean, like, you know, so much of his writing takes place in the wartime of the 40s, you know, and, uh, right. and, uh, or you know, even after the fact, you know, it's his. You know, the stories are set there in an attempt to sort of illuminate something about that era. And I just keep like, I keep realizing how relevant history is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, especially to now. When I watched the Vietnam <laughs> War documentary that Ken Burns did, and I watched all of it. I watched That's all like great. that is a really great like twenty hours. You should watch the jazz one. Oh, yeah, I would love to watch that. Ooh. Um, but when I watched that, I realized, oh, shit, the 60s are super relevant. You know, like, 
like all these problems of society keep repeating themselves and nothing is new. Yeah. Um, I feel like Vonnegut would be a really, really illuminating presence sure. to have on in this time of like what feels like insanity where everyone's flipping out all the time. Yeah, I'm almost I'm almost glad he passed before this this thing yeah. this whole thing happened. Well the, the thing is he'd be ready for it. He really would. Sure, sure. Like yeah. the dude has seen madness and walked out the other side and told everyone how mundane madness really is. And <laughs> that's a fucking terrifying thought. I know, uh, like just the, it's the finality <laughs> of evil kind of thing. Sure. I feel like n- maybe no one would be more appropriate to listen to right now than Vonnegut, mm-hmm. and just such a soothing presence. I feel like in terms of his his very simple word choice, he doesn't sure. obfuscate a point. He's very direct. Yeah, absolutely. Sure, poetic in that the sort of like uh, uh, related. I'd like to hear what uh, Hemingway has to say about everything that's sure. going on. Yeah, now. war is hell. <laughs> nothing is. Nothing. Glug, glug. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> nothing <laughs> needs anything. Drink, drink, drink. Yeah, right. All right. So my testament to Vonnegut is I remember you mm-hmm. being, uh, we went to college together. And like, uh, that's really the reason that we're friends is we knew each other from a job yeah. that we, we used to work at Little Caesars Pizza together. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then we reconnected through college. Yeah. Being English majors together. Right. Um, and we probably wouldn't be friends, or at least to the same degree we, we are now, if not for that. Yeah, I think, you know, we like we liked working with each other. We were friendly, but, like, college made us hang out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah, we kind of didn't have a choice because we were in classes together. Yeah, it ended up being <laughs> that way. I remember lying to you. You were having a conversation with somebody else about... <laughs> which, which time? <laughs> <laughs> I remember lying to you about... Uh, you were having a conversation with somebody about Vonnegut. Yeah. And I lied. And said that I read Slaughterhouse Five. Oh, really? And I did not at the time. And then I, I didn't I, know that. I went home and I, or I went to Barnes and Noble rather, and I bought it and I read it. No shit. Um, so because of that, um, and uh, you know, uh, I, I wish I could remember this clearer for the first conversation of, oh yeah, I totally read Vonnegut, and then yeah. the second one of, man, I fucking love Vonnegut, yeah, right? man. <laughs> no, like, no truly. I mean, like it was, like, I, I bullshat my way through it, and, yeah. uh, and then I had to, like, of course, I had to go home and read. Aww. I have, uh, but you didn't have to lie to me. I don't on, know. You. I had this thing where I had to be. I, I feel and still do feel very inadequate. Intelligence-wise, to most of my friends, because yeah, me too. I feel like I'm not as smart as the people around me. So in college, I guess I have to thank you guys and everybody who I went to college with because I, I didn't feel very smart in college. But I thought if I hung out with the people who were smart, that would make me smarter. Which is probably why I feel so dumb now. Oh, dude, I, I always feel dumb. I feel dumber on you guys both. I mean, I think it's uh, I think it's just the human yeah. condition, you know. Maybe. Uh, but you, I, I mean, you read a hell of a lot more than I do. I need to. I need to get reading more. I haven't read. I haven't read in a long in time. a long time. I wish I still did. <laughs> Mother Night was the first thing I read in years. I was, I was gonna say you haven't read in a long time. You just stole, told us you finished reading Mother <laughs> Night. Yeah, I know. It's, I haven't read that much. Uh, that's actually something. I want to change, and yeah. I think I will. Yeah, you should. Um, Me too. I really. You know what I'm going to do is sit down and actually read yeah. Infinite Jest. I got about a hundred pages into it, and then I thought, I'm. This is the first time I've ever had this experience as an English major. So, yeah. like, see, I'm, I'm going to start slow. I'm going to pick up on on uh, a reading project I abandoned a long time ago, which. Uh, which is actually a, a series, a treasured American series called Animorphs. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> treasured. Yeah. Treasured. Yeah. treasured. Um, I, I want to read the one where Sarah Palin turns into a falcon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I don't think that's real. I can see right from my house. Oh, God. She really could. She really could. She really could. No, I, I, I just remember, I remember, like, like, fuck, I gotta read this because I gotta be as smart as these people. And, like, I dove into Vonnegut with both feet, like, Cat's yeah. Cradle, Galapagos. I read all these books in yeah. the span of, like, one year and, like, just yes. went headfirst into that. See, I started taking English courses in college uh, for the same reason except with my dad. Mm. Mm. And and like and because I had never really I, I feel like the most advanced thing I understood I really understood prior to college was Lord of the Flies yeah um, and even that's not that complicated sure sure um, but like fucking piggy man <laughs> fucking piggy fucking piggy you were too good for this world piggy <laughs> I still haven't read that one yeah. oh, <laughs> spoiler alert piggy piggy yeah. gets it piggy bites it yeah, yeah big time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the collapse of society, as illustrated by children. Yeah, right. It's a rollicking good time. Yeah, it is. Is that, is that book technically considered young adult literature, or is it like? Uh, well, I, mean, it might I mean, I read it in high school. I mean, it might as well be because they make you read it in high school now. Yeah, so, yeah, I, mean, like, I and I enjoyed my senior lit class in high school. Um, yeah, because we got to do Shakespeare, and I up sure. until that point, I thought I would. I, I thought Shakespeare is like way too advanced for me. Yeah. Um, and then until I started taking lit classes in college, I realized, oh, this this isn't too advanced for me at all. What I thought literature was like was like Ulysses, yeah. where there's there's like mm-hmm. like a single page contains like twenty seven allusions, you know, yeah. eighteen metaphors. Sure, yeah. <laughs> you know. Actually, actually, one of your one of your dad's coworkers, uh, Phil Brady, mm-hmm. recommended going out to a bar with your friends sometime and taking a book that's beyond you. Yeah, and getting drunk and reading it together. And, oh God, can we do that? Yes, we can. Yeah. Yes, we let's can. do that. We that can. sounds like a lot of fun. A little nook. Yeah, and then we, we said, already tried to do that with Eye of Our God, which yeah, is, did, which is incomprehensible for we different reasons. We literally could do this at the the Eagles. I'm just saying, we, we got tables away from the sure. bar. You can sit yeah. and read. We, we could do said, that here. We could do that here. Yeah, we could yeah. do that here. They said, uh, I mean, like he said, take a book that's beyond you and you don't have to comprehend it, but just read it and and drink and enjoy it. Yeah. And the suggestion he made was Finnegan's. Wake, which if anybody oh. at home has ever attempted Finnegan's Wake, I can't do it. I can't do it, man. Yeah. River Run past Adam and Eve was... It's all one sentence. The whole it's book like, is like one sentence. Doing? It's like, dude, calm down. You and your you and your women farting. I was just going to say, in reference to Shakespeare and Vonnegut, it's funny, both of those are not necessarily reading for smart people. No, Shakespeare no, was really the you know, place for the masses. It's yeah, not yeah, that smart. Yeah, Shakespeare. Shakespeare was as much for the yeah. peanut gallery as it was for. <laughs> yeah, it only sounded smart when you were in high school because it was. Written. You can't understand, right? You can't yeah, understand. right. It just takes a few minutes of, of reading and and sure, kind of yeah. picking up what he's laying down. Mm-hmm. I, I let me. I, I want to before we get into the next. Thing. Yeah, I want to say this. Vulgar as hell, too. <laughs> uh, uh, the one thing that I did in high school well yeah. was uh, English. I mean, like, I failed yeah. pretty much everything else. I was horrible in high school. <laughs> Except for English. I was in AP English. It's so not your fault. You were high all the time. Uh, yes. I, I was. <laughs> Maybe that's why I liked stories so much. But uh, I remember, like, okay, so my AP English class, like, we had to read um, Canterbury Tales. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. that's a tough one. And we dove foot first. And I found this out later that my Miss McCutcheon was her name. She was my AP English teacher. She great teacher. Yeah. Uh, everybody else hated that class. I loved it because I, I liked reading so much. Yeah. Um, we read Canterbury Tales, and the assignment at the fi- the finale of it all was either. Um, 
do this test or write your own Canterbury tale. Yeah. And I wrote, I'm like, fuck that. I don't want to do the test. I read the book, Stoned. And I'm like, I don't want to do the test. Uh, There's a chance I could fuck that up. So I wrote my own Canterbury tale, and I wrote a tale called The Boxer's Tale, which I have somewhere, and she still uses in class today. Are you serious? That's awesome. Somebody I worked with at another job years ago said, man, I read one of your assignments (laughs) in high school today. You know what I mean? So she still uses my example as, and I I, I aced it like, like it was. She gave me extra credit on that. You know, I one hundred and ten percented it. You know what I mean? That was formative for you, and that was right. Well, yeah, it was huge. Yeah, that was was formative for you because you know what? Even okay, through college with your fiction writing, and even now doing a, a show, I mean, like that was. I think that had to be for you. An inciting event. It was like, huge. I want to make stuff. Yeah, it was huge. I want to tell it, stories. It, it, it got that creative itch, and and I will furthermore admit this. Yeah, I did that assignment the night before on my aunt's uh, Macintosh, yeah. the old school ones with the different colors. Oh yeah, oh yeah, the original iMac. <laughs> I wrote that. Yeah. I wrote that in four hours one night after class the day before it was due. Yeah, and I aced it. Nice. And I was just, and I was super. You know what? It was. I, I had this. It's still. I have this bad. You know habit of putting things off until it's way too late. Right. We all do, Um, I think. Oh, yeah. And I'm super proud of that because I sat down and I just did it one night. Uh, And it... It came out uh, apparently well enough to show to other people. Uh, But I did that AP English class. We read all the hard stuff. We read Beowulf and Grendel. Mm. Uh, We read the Canterbury Tales. Mm -hmm. My friends had the quote-unquote stupid kids English class. Okay. (laughs) And they... They got to read Ken Kesey. They read One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, no which is my favorite, uh, my favorite book ever. Really? My favorite book ever. If you've never read, I'm, I won't get into that. I've never even seen the movie. I'm going to give you guys an early recommendation. If you haven't read One yeah. Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest, you know what? The movie is phenomenal. Read the book, man. Uh, yes. Read the book. Uh, that that was the first time I could think of watching a movie and going, okay, the book is way better. <laughs> and the movie's phenomenal. Where does this stack up next to Confederacy of Dunces? Because I've started reading that. Confederacy of Dunces is probably my number two. Yeah. It's probably my number two. Yeah. Oddly enough, Disaster Artist is probably my number three. <laughs> That's a good, great book. If, any, if, if great anyone has seen The Room and not read Disaster Artist, oh, they man, have to. Please do it. It's so good for the behind-the-scenes trivia. Yeah, man. The shit that didn't get in the script. Like, oh, I don't yeah, know if you know that at the end of the movie, Tommy's get, supposed to be a vampire yeah, and he comes up. And, and he's supposed to get in his car and fly, fly off away. the roof. Yeah. <laughs> and I couldn't do it. Yeah. There's, that's uh, that's how you know he's a vampire, by the you, way. You will feel. You will feel. <laughs> every, if you read that Duh. book, you will feel everything there is to feel about Tommy Wiseau, including anger, sadness. Yep. Deep loss. Yeah, you will, you will you will totally empathize with really good way. But no, they the, the, in the quote unquote dumb kids English class, they got to read one flew over the cuckoo's nest on the road. They they read a lot of Kerouac. Ooh, they read, they read Ginsburg's Howl, and I'm thinking like, <laughs> fuck, man. Like I I remember yeah. being a, a senior in high school, going like, man, I should have just like yeah. failed miserably at this because they got to read all the stuff that like when I was going into college, like my taste in literature was formed around those books. Yeah. If you're an English major, you have to own a copy of Howl. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of required. Yeah. Um, you know what I mean? They read Cummings. He was my favorite poet because I'm, you know, stoned a lot. <laughs> or was stoned a lot yeah. at the time. You know what yeah. I mean? So, like, 
I don't know, man. Uh, but uh, I, I'm sorry. I'll, no, that's I cool. went off on a long tangent. I was, I was going to say, <laughs> let's do another round of people. Uh, yeah, because we've yeah. been talking about literature for a while here. Let's let's think of other people. I don't know if you have someone else. I do. Uh, and and I'll, I, I'll, yeah, okay, cool. Then let's move on to you because I was going to say I'm going to bring it back to literature later. But it's okay. <laughs> yeah, but let's um, give it a little break. I'm going to go wildly different here and say that. Uh, I used to think, like, you know these stupid Facebook posts that go around that are like, uh, oh, if you could see one concert uh-huh. in your life from someone who's gone now, mm. who would it be? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. My, aunt's, my answer to that was always Queen, but I'm not going to go Freddie Mercury yeah. for our thing. I think if, if I don't know if he would have been the best conversationalist. I don't know anything about him that way. No. I mean, aside was, from the fact that he was very eloquent. Aside yeah. from the fact that he was incredible and probably the best vocal talent of he all was, time. Yeah. Uh, Amy Winehouse, I think, would probably be the, the next closest as far as vocal talent. Really? Oh, yeah. Huh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I, know, I love her, but I never think of her as, like, uh, one of the great vocal you talents. Listen, listen to Back to Black all the way through yeah. one more time. It's worth it. It's worth a listen. On, on um, you know that uh, that Quincy Jones album I shared with you guys? Uh, it's, mm. it's just called Q, Soul mm. Bossa Nostra. Mm-hmm. I listened to that, by the way. I meant to tell you, that's incredible. It's, it's fantastic. <laughs> one of the tracks on there is Amy Winehouse doing a cover of It's My Party. Mm. Oh, and really? It's, and it's really, it's it's kind of heartbreaking in, the, in, in lieu of the fact that sure. it was released posthumously. Man, uh-huh. the range. The range on that woman is incredible. Oh, yeah. my God. But anyway, you know, getting back on topic, um, I want to go with a musician here. Mm-hmm. And I think of if I really had to sit and think about all the musicians that I would be most interested in hearing their story uh-huh. on the show and sitting down and having a couple drinks with, the one I would pick would probably be Janis Joplin. Yeah. Oh, for sure. For sure. I mean, uh, I have... I'm really like strongly influenced by the, you know, the older '60s, mostly '60s rock, and you know yeah. that whole formative era of pop culture, and protest music, music yeah, and, um, psychedelic. Yeah, it was a time when you were allowed to lose your fucking mind on yeah. stage, yeah. right? Exactly. Everyone's so, everyone's so fucking composed. Yeah, Every, everything's sterile. I yeah, it's too, hate it's that. Too sterile. It's too sterile. I, you know, I, I, you could just kook the fuck oh. out. Right. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Yeah. So th- I, 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 I feel like, and I worry. Too, that, that that may have died with Kurt Cobain. It probably did. Yeah. yeah, Nirvana was the last great act that knew how to destroy their equipment. Yeah, if if Pete Townsend and the Who started it, Nirvana mm-hmm. perfected it. Yeah, yeah. But I think if I was going to have a guest on the show, someone whose life story mm-hmm. as a topic, I would be very interested in, in uh, listening to. Yeah, would be Janis Joplin's for sure. Um, she was. It, 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 I mean, what do you know about her story? So I mean, give I, us a little education. I know enough about her story to know that she'd be someone <coughs> I want to hug. Yeah, and yeah. be friends with because I don't know almost anything about her actual story. Janis Joplin had a, a like a skin problem when she was younger. Okay. Um, and uh, very like really bad acne and uh, okay. so like when you see her. As an adult, singing with like Big Brother and the Holding Company, mm-hmm. um, you know she's pockmarked on her face. Mm. It wouldn't be what you would consider a classically classically attractive 
person. You know what I mean? I can't remember the last she time was, I really looked. At she her was face. just. She was. I, I guess like the, at the time they would call her homely looking. Okay. Um, she was just. I, I, I would call her. I think she's cute as hell. Yeah, she's just a, sure, nor, sure. a normal, like an average person. She's just a normal person. Science shows that that's what we what people tend to find the most attractive. Yeah, she yeah. was just a, a, a real, happy medium, a real normal human being who like. When she was younger, she lived in te- grew up in Texas with a real like good conservative Christian family, yeah. uh, and she got bullied in high school like mm. because of the way she looked. She, yeah, you know what I mean. Like, she's so cute. I, but she's I so get, adorable. I haven't looked. Yeah. I honestly, I didn't have a mental picture of Janis Joplin. Yeah. And now that I'm looking, I'm like, she's she's, she's so cute. cute. She's, jo- but okay, so Joe like, Bias too for yeah, that. Jo- yeah, right, really. But like everybody at home, if you're listening, look up a picture of Janis Joplin. Yeah, she's a standard. She's just a normal looking human being. Yeah, God forbid somebody looks normal. Uh-huh. A little chubby, you know what I mean? And yeah. she got a great smile. Great smile. Oh, Super yeah. great smile. Oh my God! And she got fucking tortured in high school. That's like she got picked on and bullied, which is probably why she drank so much. Yeah. Um, and, and like uh, she fell in love with the music of like Big Mama Cass and sure. uh, all these old you know old Emmy Lou Harris all these old blues musicians these old you know black female blues singers and mm-hmm. she that's who she wanted to be and by God that woman went out there and fucking did it yeah. and, and not yeah. only did it but did it so well. Yeah, I, uh, here's she, my. They, they, she defined a genre of music, right, right, by God. by herself in a way. I mean, like here's here's my, the testament to great blues musicians, and I'm a huge blues fan. Like way back to the very beginning, to like field haulers to now, I'm a huge. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Right? oh no, smart oh, no. down, smart down. down. That's all right. It's pretty much done anyway. I wanted to see if I could. Uh, I wanted to see if I could hold the stogie in my mouth, but. <laughs> It's. I think it's, it's done. done. Yeah. No, but no. I knew he. The, the testament to great blues musicians, I think, is the the fact that when you listen to them sing, or when you listen to them play their instrument, whatever that might be, mm-hmm. is that you believe them. Yeah. And if, uh, mm-hmm. if I had to rank blues musicians, I believed. Uh, I would put Janis Joplin at the top and maybe Ray Charles right underneath Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Janis Joplin had a voice that when she told you. Um, when when you hold me in your arms, I'm singing once again. You like you believe everything she said to you. Yeah. I mean, she just had this painful voice. Yeah. Um, there's a the, she does. You know. You, you know who else? I, I think uh, in in kind of rediscovering all these people uh, is the same way was Bill Withers. Mm-hmm. And anything he oh couldn't do God. with his voice, he did with his guitar. Oh yeah, absolutely. It, it, it just incredible. It, uh, an, again, a blues singer when when they sing, you believe it. Yeah, you have to believe. That's that's something you. It comes from past your heart and in your gut. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah. It's a, it's you're not singing from the heart. You're singing from the stomach, like the pit of the stomach. Uh, and when when if you're gonna do blues, you have to you have to be believable. And there's blues musicians who I just don't believe. Yeah, right. Um, and, and she was one that I very much yeah. believe. There's that blood curdling shriek and Jay Hawkins yeah, guy. That is, guy. Uh, <laughs> yeah. more, more effect than than <laughs> substance. Blood curdling shriek and Jay Hawkins, born in a coal mine. <laughs> we are. Oh, we're, we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to do someday. that. Yeah, we're gonna have to. Yeah. Do that. that's that's an upcoming sketch. Yeah. You guys <laughs> that one's gonna take some time. No, I, I think. About okay, so Janis Joplin, like a lot of those artists um, at the time, 
came out really big in 1967 after the Monterey Pop Festival. That was kind of like an awakening for Americans yeah. for a lot of the, you know, psychedelia and like that whole era of music. Jimi yeah. Hendrix came out of that pop festival being hugely popular in America, mm-hmm. whereas he wasn't before that. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, Janis Joplin did her performance with Big Brother and the Holding Company there. Um, and it, the, the, it's important to note that the Monterey Pop Festival was broadcast on TV, or at least part of it was, uh-huh. at the latter part of the day. Big Brother and the Holding Company with Janis Joplin went on on the first day and did an entire set of music. And they found out later that uh, they weren't going to be on TV until like the last day was going to be the day where they had the... Um, the TV broadcast. So right. they, she talked to Mama Cass because the the mamas, the papas, were the ones that helped organize the the Monterey Pop Festival. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh yeah, go on, do another set for TV. So they did like a four or five song set that ended up on TV. Yeah, <laughs> and they did a version of uh, the song Ball and Chain. Ooh, which yeah. if you never heard uh, Janice's version of Ball and Chain at the Monterey Pop Festival. I mean, that's a song that to this day, when I put that on, uh-huh. it just, it's not even that the music is particularly sad, but it just, it, I, I get choked Authentic. up. I just get choked up every time I hear it because there's so much passion in that yeah. performance. You know, and, and this, is a, this is a thing too that I don't think is present enough in music anymore is, is. That music is is less about the song and more about the singer. Yes. Uh, nowadays, it, it's especially with you know uh, the way the way copyrights have gotten and, and anti piracy and everything. Like like when, when back in those days, it seemed like when a when an artist made a song, it was put into the community. Yeah. And yeah. other artists could interpret it freely. Sure. It, it was it was mm-hmm. it was something to be shared. Sure. Yeah. You know. I'm of the firm belief that once something leaves you, as a musician, especially when something leaves you, yeah. it ceases to become yours and it's now somebody else's. As the when second, there's a world you don't own. Correct. It. The very second somebody enjoys something and takes it as their own and finds their own meaning in it, it's not yours anymore. Right. And yeah. that's okay. And as an artist, I, I feel that way about Mr. Jones by the Counting Crows. Yeah, you have that, to be okay with that. You like, you know, yeah. like that's something that you have to be. I love that song, by the way. Yeah. One of my favorite songs. Yeah. You have to be okay with that. This know? is also the reason that nerds still rage out about. Various re-edits of Star Wars. No, yeah, once it's out there, it's like to what degree does the content creator you have the right it. to, you don't to own keep it. fucking with it? Once something is, once something's out there, it's yours. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, like as a consumer, it's yours. It's not the artist anymore. Yeah. Now just, that now yeah. that being said, shit like Limp Biscuits cover of Behind Blue Eyes can sure. just go and fuck right, <laughs> right off. Right. Yeah. But yeah, they're not all just good just because. Hello, darkness, my old friend. <laughs> I I really hate that that's becoming popular. The Disturbed well, cover. Yeah. You know what? Like it's I, I don't. I don't hate it. I um, don't like it as much as the original. I don't. No, it hate does. It. it doesn't hold a candle to the no, original. No, disturbs cover. Of, His voice uh, annoys me. Of darkness softly creeping. Well, because because to, again to get to the core of it, I don't find that authentic. Sure. 
no, I don't it, find it, any kind of not. like really, really pronounced affect of your voice. I don't really find that authentic. Right. No, I, but it was like Janice was, if any, if not anything else, nothing but authentic. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I think that would be a great voice to have on here. I, a, yeah. she'd come on here with a bottle of Southern Comfort. I want to tell you guys a story. <laughs> my father told me. My dad, when he was in the Marine Corps, and he was uh, he was stationed in Virginia, if, mm-hmm. I, if I remember correctly. Uh, during Vietnam, he got lucky. He was stationed in Virginia uh, instead of, you know, having to possibly die and me not being uh-huh. here to tell you this. Man, I need to start really drinking. The show is turning into a drinking episode. Sorry. sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> he said he was out uh, at a bar. He was on leave one night at a bar. Did he fuck Janis Joplin? <laughs> No. Oh. Did your dad wish fuck Janice Joplin? Oh, God. <laughs> that would that would that's a story for the grandkids. <laughs> no, he did not. Uh, my dad was at a bar, he was on leave one night and he was sitting he at a bar. Another, uh, Newcastle. Yeah. And it would have been nineteen sixty seven, right before Janice Joplin got big. Uh-huh. Um and he was out at this place. And there are probably more sensitive ways to refer to her weight gain, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, smart ass. Um, <laughs> so she was at, at this bar that my dad was drinking at with his buddies. Uh, and Big Brother and the Holding Company was there playing in a, a small room. Mm-hmm. And uh, she goes up on stage. And she didn't play for money. She played for two bottles of Southern Comfort. Yeah. She had them both up on stage with her. <laughs> and she drank one entire bottle on stage. Jesus. By herself. Yeah, for the set, and then took the other one home with her. But my dad got to watch Big Brother and the Holding Company <sighs> sing with Janis Joplin in a small in a small bar venue down south before Jeez. before they blew up. Like, how fucking cool is that? I, but like, I, 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 can, I don't think I have ever experienced anything like that's that. the coolest thing ever, right? Yeah. Think about the utter sadness of that. You know, like that. That's what she played for was, uh-huh. and then ultimately, if you guys don't know, Janis Joplin is dead. She tr- basically drank herself to death. Yeah. You know what I mean? Right. She, you know, pill, if, if she was of, alive, we wouldn't be talking about her. So spoilers for some of our next ones. Right. <laughs> yeah. We. Yeah. Again, we're, we're we're talking about only people that have passed because yeah. there's still. We could get someone like Henry Kissinger or, or, or <laughs> Is he still uh, alive? Jose Canseco or, yeah. or, or uh, Barack Obama on the show. Wait, for real, is Kissinger alive? Uh, I think so. God, that's a shame. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no. I, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure he is. He's a sour crowd. <laughs> I've heard that joke before. Okay, I have it's a laser funny. for no reason. I just this downstairs. No, I, I think I think Janice would be someone whose story I'd want to hear. Yeah. Janice would be, uh, again, that's an episode where there would be no topic if she came on the show, uh, except for her. She would be sitting, or Ben is sitting right now behind the bar. Yeah. I, I just want to know her life, and I want to yeah. give her a hug, because I feel like her entire life, mm-hmm. she was someone who, more than anything, just needed a hug. Yeah. She just needed someone to embrace her and and uh, tell her that everything was okay and yeah, that she so was sad. important. If, um, if we had her on, I'd want to talk bullies. God, her... Yeah, and fucking God almighty. God, her music is important. Henry Kissinger's yeah. 94. Oh, my God. Oh, God. Such a shame. Yeah. Such a shame that he's not dead already. Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> No, I, I think I think if I was going to pick a, a second would be Janice because she'd yeah. be the person I'd want to sit down and, and get stupid drunk with and, mm-hmm. and hug because yeah. I, I, I value that music so much. And there's so few 
I like to cry when I listen to something particularly powerful, and yeah. Janice's music yeah. makes me cry. There's a handful of songs that do that to that me, just, too. Have you ever hit me right in the chest? Have you ever seen Henry Kissinger's signature, incidentally? <laughs> no. no. It's bullshit. <laughs> what? <laughs> That it's is fun. bullshit. It, it looks like he. It looks like he's fucking flatlining. Yeah, I was gonna say it looks like a, an EKG where things did not go well. <laughs> no, it's ninety percent of the signature is just straight horizontal line. What? This bullshit. is a shitty signature. Fuck you, Doctor Kissinger. <laughs> <laughs> Wonder how long he oh, took to try to figure out that signature. What a dick. <laughs> what a dick. What a dick. What a dick. Well, you got you got someone else, Ben? I think so. Yeah. Um, I was thinking about musicians at first, and my my mind went from from people like Elvis Presley to uh, to I mean hell to Kurt Cobain, uh, but ultimately I, I I think in keeping with uh, crazy people, yeah, the people people who have the balls to do the things that no one else can or would yeah. do, like Bass Reeves or or, or Diogenes of Sinope, yeah. Um, I think my choice would probably have to go to, uh, I just had the name in my head and I've lost it. <laughs> no! Motherfucker. No! Someone crazy, a badass who does insane things. Someone cra- Oh, of course. Neil fucking Armstrong. Uh, yeah, dude. Yeah. See, here's, here's, here's what's fucked to I, me I was about- in the same room with him once. No, sh- no shit. I was. I saw him at- I want to say it was Kosai for like a field trip. Fucking Jesus Christ! I, mean, I can't believe I never. I don't think I told anyone that. One of one of what like a maybe a dozen human beings to go to another world. I know. Yeah, I know. It was it was cool. He was pretty far away from me, but somewhere I still have a picture I took, and it's you can't even tell it's him, but I knew it. <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah. But yeah, like like one thing that that is is fucking to me about space travel, and one of the big reasons I really love twentieth century history in particular is aviation and and. And how we went from building a glider that flew for 11 seconds to mm-hmm. making a rocket that could take you to the moon yeah. in under 70 years. It is crazy. What? Wait, what? The, the Seven r- years? 70. Uh, I was like, hold on, wait a minute. No. What are you talking about? What the fuck? No. He said seven years. I'm like, that's not true, right? No. 70. <laughs> seven zero. Seven decades. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Wright Brothers' first flight, 1903. Yeah. First moon landing, 1969. Allegedly. <laughs> <Is> it- <laughs> yeah, maybe we can bring Sam yeah. Kubrick back yeah. to the dead. You know what? I want, I, want, I want him on the show just because <clears throat> I want him to be like, fuck you to anybody who doesn't believe that we did that. Oh, just yeah. call Buzz Aldrin. Oh, yeah. Punch you, anyone you see that? You see that video, seen- right? Where he punches the fuck guy in the, you, right in the face? You, ri- you risk your entire fucking life to do something uh. amazing. About the yeah. scariest and thing then, you can do. Oh. And then people call you out you and know call it fake? Yeah. You, fuck you, buddy. Yeah. You get fuck into you. Because eggheads say it's going to be fine, and you know the whole time there might be a point where you just explode. Yeah. It's, <laughs> every, anything can and will go wrong. The, I mean, these guys were in the Air Force. They're military men. They know nothing ever goes according to plan. Correct. Yeah. Um, except for the first moon landing. That went pretty much according to plan. Almost. <laughs> Just about. Yeah. Almost, um, yeah. But, uh, uh, 
Yeah, no, like, like, uh, fucking Richard Nixon had had a prepared speech for what would happen if God. they couldn't get back to the control Christ, module. Christ, that's a recommendation. And we're stranded on the moon. Read that speech. Is it, you can bumps. find it online. It is chilling as fuck. Their orders, if they couldn't get back to the module and were stranded on the moon, their orders were to continue their mission until they literally just couldn't anymore. Physically couldn't. Ran out of oxygen, dropped dead. That's about the scariest thing I can imagine. It's, it's... Absolutely fucking bone chilling. Um, uh, the speech is incredible. And I would, they say something along the lines of, uh, uh, it pe- appears that fate has deemed that the men who were sent out into the world to since, ex- explore in peace will now rest in peace forever or something. Yeah. You know what I mean, like, God. will now remain there to rest in peace yeah. or something oh like that. Oh my God, it's, it's, it is, it's bone chilling. Can you imagine if we just had to leave some dead guys there for a while sure. until someone could come get them? Right. I mean, come fucked. I mean, it, it, it would be, it would be weeks. It, 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 it months. Yeah. Months, yeah. Months. They, they, they'd be fucking dead. Yeah. Um, ugh. yeah, it's, it's, ugh. But, but, um, yeah, like to have the stones to do something like that and to go to the fucking moon. Um, <laughs> Again, because Egghead Egghead said it was going to be yeah. fine. Like I can't stress enough. To me, that's the scariest thing. A bunch of guys with whiteboards said it'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> well, and like we like to fantasize that we would do that, but it mean in that position, would you? I mean, I, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I have. Nope. I don't know if I have the stones to do that. I I, I happen to like this planet <laughs> very yeah. much. I happen to like my alcohol here. Yeah. And I have. Put a like, uh, unless, you know, unless there's some kind of moon whiskey they have. I right. do want that. Oh, it reminds me of another really sad story uh, about uh, the fact that so whenever whenever a space mission, a U.S. space mission comes back, mm-hmm. um, there is a uh, there's oh okay well well before before the mission launches yeah um, no that's wrong too that's okay take your okay, time I'm sorry. I want to know what this is. I'm sorry. It's it's after. It's okay. after because they wouldn't let astronauts do this the night before. Um, when a space mission comes back, there's there's a lodge mm-hmm. where the astronauts go, and in that lodge is a bunch of bottles of real good liquor. <laughs> yeah, this would have to be after. This would have to be after. Don't <laughs> um, <laughs> people leaving for the moon hungover, man? <laughs> so the crew gets to pick a bottle, crack it open. And just get trashed. Hell yeah. Um, Hell yeah. And at the end of it... Um, oh, no. You know what What it is? What happens before is they choose the bottle beforehand. Uh-huh. So when they come... And they do it by slapping the mission sticker on the bottle. Oh. And then when they come back, they they take the bottle with their sticker on it. Oh, I just got bugged out because I just realized there's a Challenger sticker there's on the two, bottle. There's two shows, Columbia and Challenger. There are two oh. bottles that are never going to be opened sitting in that lodge. Wow. That's sad. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Oh. Oh, wow. I that know. just broke my heart I a know, little man. bit. Oh, God. Because That's that haunting. liquker will never get drank. That's, <laughs> <laughs> That's really the greatest loss of all here. <laughs> They're never um, gonna let anyone drink it. <laughs> yeah, no. So yeah, but so before the mission, they slap the sticker on it, go up into space, come back, uh-huh. crack it open, and and drink it. Yeah. Um, except for two bottles. Wow. Oh God, that's haunting. That's heavy. Um, yeah. But uh, I want to. W- one thing I really want to ask Neil Armstrong, or you know, Buzz Aldrin's still alive. Yeah. I can't discount the possibility that one day I'll meet Buzz Aldrin. Sure. Mm-hmm. Please. Okay, um, right. Yeah. The coolest totally. fucking thing in the world. Um, is, is I I want to I want to know like what's it what's it like to to be like 
you know, up until this point in history, you know, um, or John Glenn, I could ask John Glenn too, because the question is, up until this point in history, uh, we've made maps based on our own exploratory techniques and, and you know, like this is what it probably looks like from the sky. Yeah. How does it feel to actually see it? Yeah. Oh god. Like like think about think about dudes making maps in like the 16th century of like uh, uh, the eastern seaboard of the US and all of Europe and Africa and then to actually go up in space and see how correct they were. Yeah. <laughs> to go up there and just be like, "Oh, they they got Africa wrong. Yeah. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> What's that huge fucking continent over there? <laughs> it's just crawling with bears. Yeah. It's, like, <laughs> it's just like smack in the middle of the Atlantic, and it's like, it's got like laser turrets and like golden yeah. spires. Or like somewhere in between, like, like, uh, somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean, there's just a really, really big guy sitting Indian style. <laughs> yeah. yeah, just, just, just like, just like trying to unstick a Chinese finger trap. <laughs> He's just sitting there like pulling his fingers. <laughs> fuck, damn it. Oh. If you listen up, then you Who's that guy? Damn it. Uh, damn it. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> just some guy like 300 miles high. Yeah, like, just, this is a very tall man. Damn yeah, it. Yeah. Shit. How did they miss that? <laughs> Uh, by the way, I, I need to issue a correction. I was never in the same room with Neil Armstrong. It was John Glenn. Yeah. Well, I'm an, oh, okay, okay. I'm an idiot. John that's Glenn. just as cool. That's, that's a bit more believable considering he's from Ohio and yeah, was our true. senator for a I'm time. A, I'm yeah. a dumb fuck. Dude, that's just as cool. That's <laughs> a guy cool. who orbited the entire planet. <laughs> fuck yeah. away. Didn't, didn't first, Amer know. first American orbit the hell yeah the uh, Earth man Jesus what a fucking man that guy is yeah yeah, yeah. fucking a, proud Democrat <laughs> yeah that, that <laughs> fucking guy man you that know, guy when you uh, if you have a Google Maps trip laid out and you drive multi you know, multiple states as you cross boundaries you get little cute icons. Of uh, of like things from the state for each huh. state, so it'll be like, oh, welcome to welcome to Tennessee, and you'll see like a guy with a cowboy hat and a guitar or whatever, you know, beating his wife. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, when you cross into Ohio, there's an astronaut. Uh, yeah, so yeah. John Glenn is memorialized. More well, more astronauts come from Ohio than from any other state. Oh yeah, and know, presidents too, correct? And presidents, presidents yeah. and astronauts. Um, huh? Hell yeah. The Wright brothers are from Ohio. That's right. Mm -hmm. Something something about Ohio just breeds greatness. I, I boredom. Mean, <laughs> I'm telling you, what do you? How shitty does your state have to be that people want to go to the fucking moon instead? You know, Stephen Colbert made this joke on the yeah, very. I remember the really? very first episode of the Colbert Report when he, you know, he, he had that segment where he would interview uh, representatives. Oh from yeah, different yeah, yeah. Districts. Like, The yeah. very first one was from Ohio, and he says more astronauts come from Ohio than any other state. That's right. What is it about Ohio that makes people want to flee the Earth? <laughs> Yeah, you're right. You're right. That's right. All credit to Stephen Colbert. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, no, but boredom for real. Uh, almost definitely. Oh, my God. I'm still thinking about that guy in the middle of the Atlantic. I'm sick of corn. I want to go to the moon. Yeah. <laughs> Corn's dead to me now. Fuck I wanna, corn. I want to play with rocks. What's corn space. ever done for me? <laughs> 
Is this all Earth life is? <laughs> <laughs> Working the cornfields and fucking my sister. God. No, I mean, can you imagine the the conversation we would have with that? Like again, the theme of this, is the, the the topic would be the person. Yeah, do you right. know what I mean? Yeah. Like I I don't need to know anything else about anything else except you. Yeah. You know, if you're here. Yeah. You know. If we had some of these people on, there would be we would just be sitting here with our jaws open, just just please Man. say anything. And please. I know we got problems on this planet, but God, I would love it if we had a space program again. There is yeah. there is a wonder that inspires. I, I think you mean I know we have problems on this planet. It. Therefore, yeah, we, need, we should have a sure. space program. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm just saying, there's people a lot smarter than the three of us sitting here at this bar yeah. who say that in the next hundred years, mm -hmm. uh, humankind cannot sustain life on this planet. We need to go look somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, I mean, I don't know. There's, there's a, um, uh, 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 a sensation I, I, I want to be described to me. Uh, by someone who's been to space, which is, you know, how we can, you know, look up at the sky and, and see, you know, just how vast it is and, and, you know, look at the moon up in the sky and, and look at how s just small it is compared to everything else. Yeah. What's that same sensation like looking at Earth when everything around you is space? Yeah. You know, and they say it makes you feel small, but I, I feel like that description doesn't do it justice. Sure. Like yeah. the the entirety of human history is just on this big chunk of rock, and then everything else is just outer space. This brings up a question in my mind: is I wonder what the total is of human beings that have ever done a spacewalk. Because Ooh. that really is the ultimate immersion into that emptiness. Is like being inside the ISS or something like that. Yeah. You're still looking at everything through portholes, sure, essentially. Sure. Or window panels. I mean, the, the, you're, you're aware you're inside a thing. But to be on the outside, yeah. which I know this doesn't happen often. It's like a thing that they prefer not to have to do for like really good reasons. Yeah. Because yeah, you're floating that's... around with space garbage and, you know, like <laughs> screws from a Motorola satellite and shit. Sure. You know, you don't want to get like, you know, beamed and get flown off the thing. Right. But I wonder how many people have had that thing of like, I'm crawling on the outside of the thing, hooking up a tube and then turn around and go. Oh, <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, it's it's like even something as as ridiculous as mountain climber. It's like you know, okay, I've, it's okay. I've got my I've got uh, this ledge below me. You know, I've got these handholds here. And there's there's fucking nothing but the spaceship. Yeah, <laughs> there's right. nothing but the fucking hull to hold yeah. on to. Yeah, and, and gravity. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. and void or lack thereof, I guess. Yeah. Mm -hmm. God, I just I can't even fathom that. Me either. Pure, from a pure curiosity standpoint, I mean, just to, to be in the same room as somebody who's been yeah. beyond. It's yeah. an experience yeah. I mean, that so God. few people can comment on yeah it's like a gold it's it's like it's it's the diamond of human experience it's god so I, rare. I hope yeah. in our lifetime we see something like that happen again fun I fact really diamonds don't. aren't actually that rare I, yeah, <laughs> right no yeah artificial scarcity and um right yeah cartels sure <laughs> um uh the the uh uh the terrifying part about this too is like like getting back to the history thing. Uh, there's a whole shitload of, of legend and speculation out there about uh, about lost Soviet cosmonauts. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
Dude, tell uh, us some stories, man. Tell us some spooky Russia stories. Well, there's 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 one uh, uh, these two hobbyist radio operators in Italy uh, who who picked up, and I'd have to look up their names and their story, but. Uh, legend has it that they picked up and recorded the last transmissions of a Soviet cosmonaut that overshot his target and was sent into deep space. Mm, Major Tom. Um, And and like the last signals are of him just like damning his government and damning mission control. That's horrifying. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing that scares me more. I think that's maybe why the movie Gravity was so scary. I've never seen that. I really gotta see that. I'm I'm, I'm not watching it. Terrifying. That's like that's. I'm not watching it. It's like my worst fear. I the didn't. The loneliness and the emptiness of that. It was a fear I didn't even know I had until I watched Event Horizon. Mm. Um, like I, 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 like that's like the worst way to die to me. The, I wonder what the term is for like fear of the void, as opposed to like claustrophobia, like the exact opposite. Agoraphobia. Well, agor. Uh, yeah, that's, that's like not quite true. Yeah. Um, I wonder what the term is for fear of just being lost in the void. Rationality. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Truly. Uh, there's got to be a term for it. No. Probably. Yeah. Um, yeah. I know there's um there's one interesting one, uh, thalassophobia, which is, which is the fear of the deep sea. Yeah, Yay. The, like that's got. <laughs> just get spooked out. I can't. I'm not an ocean person. Too spooky, man. No. man. O- the ocean is great in a in a picture book. Yeah. on my coffee table. That's it. Right. I don't. I don't like the, the swimming. The, the, the shallow waters are all the pretty fish are, and there's sunlight and, and sure. women in bikinis. That's good. That's the good ocean. The terrifying ocean is the one where there are creatures there that we don't know exist. Right. Yeah. And then just giant like, squids sure. and and fucking. Uh, ugly ass things that have adapted to you know pressures magnitudes greater than what we oh, experience God. and the blobfish and the, uh, the it blobfish. looks like a ziggy but wet and then to hear you know, mar- if, if it's at its natural pressure it looks just like a normal fish right right Th- those pictures of it because they're it's been decompressed right. it's, just, oh. it, it's guts have ruptured inside of right. itself oh that's Fucking sad. Yeah, then, <laughs> that's why it's so sad. It's got a little frown on face. Well, and then it hear, looks like a perfectly normal fish, and it's at native right. pressure. <laughs> and then you hear marine biologists say things like, "Oh, we've only discovered one percent of the species on this planet." <laughs> Fuck most, that. And most of them are way underwater where we can't see. Well, think about. I mean, it, oh, here's another spooky thing. God, if, that freaks me. If out. Star Wars Episode One taught me anything, it's that don't fu- it's don't fuck around with the deep ocean. Uh-huh. No, absolutely. Do not, not. under any circumstances oh, go through God, the planet. I don't want to know <laughs> anything that's going. I think on. you mean Dip planet core. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I assume by <laughs> planet core. I assume by planet core you mean planet. Oh, God, watch what? What? Plinket. What's wrong with your face? <laughs> Uh, no, no the, the ocean terrifies me. Well, think about this. Think the creepiest thing. is fuck the ocean. Remembering that we come from that. Yeah, that, we do. Like, we, yeah. we, you know, all the way back there, generations and generations back, I mean, we swam out of that thing. In, t- in time immemorial, <laughs> some organisms sought the light, but some... Retreated to the darkness Ugh. and the crushing depths. This is a little bit. There they sit, <laughs> waiting. <laughs> God, dude, that freaks me out. Like I would romantically, I love the idea of me learning how to surf, because I hear everybody who says they've been surfing for the first time say that they understand the the reason why surfers go out and surf. 
Yeah. It's just this connection with the world around you and this yeah. earth, the earth. And I think to At myself... At least you're on top of it. I think, wow, how, how great that would be, but I don't want anything to do with the ocean. No. There's so much fucking yeah. shit that scares the piss out of me. For me, it's like surfing uh. would be kind of like sitting in a creepy house with my back to the door. Right, yeah. God! It's, 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 like, it's like, I don't know what's down there, and that is what freaks me out, is the yeah. point. I actually had an experience the other day. Have you ever forced an optical illusion on yourself or forced like a... Like yes. a perception on yourself. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Was, like, like if you look at a corner long enough and, and imagine it's coming the opposite way. Yeah. Right. That kind of yeah. thing. Um, oh God! Why did you do that? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Oh God! That's uh, yeah. That's a bit. Much. Oh God! I never thought about that before. You realize? Oh. You realize our perception of three dimensions is an illusion, right? Yeah, I do realize that. everything we perceive is in three is in yeah. two dimensions. Yes. I prefer to ignore that though. <laughs> um, the oh God! I can't stop. Oh God! It's not working for me, but if I did it long enough. Oh would. God! It's working the other way. Oh God! <laughs> uh, oh, I, you gonna be okay there, buddy? Man, oh, you think God. that's bad? Lambs to the cosmic slaughter! <laughs> oh! You think that's bad? Wait till we get H.P. Lovecraft on the show. Oh, God! Oh, my God, dude! You! So I forced this illusion on myself oh, the other day God. that you might find interesting related to this, which is that I was washing dishes, and I couldn't really see very far in because the water was start starting to be dirty, and there was yeah. soap bubbles on the top. And I imagined, what if I took my whole kitchen set up, like as one unit, and dropped it into the ocean, leaving only a hole which was the rim of my sink. Meaning that as I reached into the sink, that was the ocean water. And oh, then I, I imagined that there was a shark underneath swimming at me. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, from my perspective, that I, mean, I was thinking, like, like, yes, I know that's stupid, but I tried to imagine it. Yeah. And I freaked myself out. Sure. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'll tell you this. As someone who is terrified of the ocean, yeah. there's, like, of, of the things that I fear, the thing that scares me the most is the ocean. Yeah. Sharks are the least of your worries, bro. <laughs> Dude, there is yep. so yep. much yeah. more in there. But they Shark have very pointy teeth, and I don't like Shark them. Sharks are sharks are kind of like sharks are kind of like just just really stupid dogs. Yeah, yeah. they 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 don't. Speaking of stupid. No, dogs. you know what? They're more yeah, like. Where is he? You know what? They're more like uh -huh. bees. Yeah, unless Kinda. they they only have interest in certain things that they consider food. Unless you bug them, yeah, they don't give a shit about you. Yeah, sure. right. But yeah. I mean, but that's the that's the point. I remember, like, I went. I was. I love the water. I love going in the lakes. I love going in pools. I lo used to love going in the ocean when I was a kid. You know, yeah. When we would take trips out there, and then I remember I went to Florida when I was about ten. Yeah. And uh, well, that's your first mistake is going to Florida. Don't be in Florida, Florida. sucks. Can we just <laughs> say that out loud? Florida sucks. There's, there's nothing, some things that are okay. Nothing, it's the Vietnam of the U.S. You know what? The, Miami is cool. Like all the Latin Americans in Florida, that's the only cool thing about Florida. Sure. Yeah. There's nothing else that's cool about Florida. Latinos are just cool in general. Yeah, they are. They are. They're real. True. No, like truly, as a people, they're way cooler than white people. Like way cooler. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm still looking at that corner. It's freaking me out. It's not doing it. For me. It's doing it for me, man. man I mean, my it's brain's too good. Drunk. I just oh got this God. great brain. Oh, oh thank God, you, thank you, brain, for not freaking me no, out. No, but like, okay, I went to Florida and I remember the first time being scared, and my aunt told me years later, she's like, I am so sorry I ruined that for you. Because <laughs> I used to love the water. Oh, no. And I remember going to Florida and I can pinpoint the moment my fear of the ocean started. 
she was like, hey, when you're in the water, make sure you, you rake your, like, shuffle your feet yeah. on the sand because there's stingrays down here and you don't want to step on one because it's going to hurt. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Just, just, just make sure you do the stingray shuffle and you'll be fine. And I remember 10-year-old me went, what? <laughs> like, like I didn't. I cool. The, what? The thought never crossed. I like. I was aware of all these things that swam in the ocean. I. I was never. You know, it never hit me so close to home. <laughs> no, I'm sorry. sorry. I'm just staring at the corner God, now. Dude, this, this is fucking freaking this me out. Man. Has gone like off like, like, like if, you just, if you just look only at the corner what? and imagine like the ceiling is the top of a cube and then the walls are the sides of it. That's no, not working for me. You see what I'm saying? It's pointing out. Oh God! I got this great brain, dude. It's really the, freaking my me brain. Out. Never, the best like, brain. My brain never fucks with me, dude. It's really freaking me out, man. It's really <laughs> freaking me out, like legitimately. Um, I actually think we might need to. I think we might need to stop here. Uh, we will. We will. Oh god! Oh god! It's, uh, it's time. Yeah, we, we're, we're, we're getting close to two hours here. Okay. So. Yeah. We, we, we will, time we'll, for us to. We'll call deal it. Deal with god. this thing. It's just, I, it's just <laughs> the ocean's scary. That was the moment my fear started. Um, drink with Janis Joplin. <laughs> um, God, oh God! This God. was a, but this is a great topic. Uh, it ben. was, I, yeah. This is a good one. Uh, we we talked very little, I think, about actual people at some point. Sorry, I true. love no. where this went. Man, this was <laughs> such an interesting episode to me. So, uh, I really enjoyed this one. Yeah. All right. Uh, I guess. Oh God. <laughs> Don't Dude, look at so well. Look at we'll let we'll let Chris uh, overcome his uh, his uh, dimensional crisis here <laughs> while we take a break. God. Yes, and come back Dude. for the final segment of our episode of the Three Dudes Podcast: <sighs> Histories, Mysteries. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! Shark Week. Here at WienerAncestry.com. Our goal is to find the world's wiener cousins wherever they may be. Using our extensive database of wiener cousins around the world, we are able to use your DNA from a sample of your spit or whatever substance you want to send to us to find out your wiener cousins near and abroad. Have you ever made love to a woman and wondered if maybe you're not her first one? Well then gentlemen, you might just have a wiener cousin someone who's been with your woman before you. Using our patented DNA sequencing technology, we can find wiener cousins for you near and abroad. The results may astonish you. But don't take our word for it. Listen to these testimonials. I found out that I was wiener cousins with Neil deGrasse Tyson. I mean, who fucking knew, right? It's crazy. I found out I was wiener cousins with Willem Dafoe. At first I was like, what? But then I was like, ew. I found out I was wiener cousins with myself. She had an operation at some point and didn't tell me. So that's something. I, uh, I found out I was wiener cousins with a mailman. Um, my two children aren't actually mine. I found out I wasn't wiener cousins with anybody, which is not surprising because I've never had sex. Did I just say I've never had sex? Can you cut that out? I found out I was wiener cousins with a, a man named Edwin Clemens Jr. What was even more surprising was that he's 
been dead for 34 years. I have to talk to the wife about this. I found out that I was Wiener Cousins with a ship! Not surprising at all! My fucking whore wife! Looks like I'm not the first one to dig a finger into this shepherd's pay! I found out that I have a wiener cousin through my marital aid. Um, I taped a picture of Courtney Cox to it, and they, they said they came brand new. I'm, I'm going to have to file a, a complaint about this, I think. Pay us a visit at www.wienercousins.com. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Amazon, Discord, Tinder, Grinder, OkCupid, and Grubhub. Or call our toll-free number. Call within the next 15 minutes, and we'll provide you an analysis of your partner's pussy cousin, absolutely free. Who knew having cousins could be this exciting? Wienercousins.com because birds of a feather f together. A Roger Sick Bastard Corporation. God, all right. All right, guys, I don't know if we're back yet or not. We're back. We're staring at the corner. We're staring at the corner. We're gonna, I am gonna try to make this happen. I'm, I'm kind of seeing it. We settle, uh, we, I settled down a little bit because Ben took his hands and slapped the walls and then the ceiling and then like did it in sequence. So I'm I, trying to see. I'm perceiving just... it. I'm pers I, I, I'm to the point now where I know that, spatially speaking, in my own mind, I know that I can slap all three sides. Is it that I'm not left enough? Maybe I'm not left. Come over. Come, come right behind my left shoulder. Come right over here and look at it. Because like okay. I'm, at, I'm at this point mentally now where I can see it both ways. I'm mm. seeing like the roof of a building with like an indentation cut out of the corner. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I do actually. Yeah. See, oh, it just flipped again. So it's going out right I now. I can't, I can't see it. Okay. I'm maybe if I get lower. And now it's going the other way. Okay. It's so weird, guys. I'm sorry about this. No, it's so weird. I'm, I'm done being freaked out about this because I know that you. Nice. Now that, now that I saw you put your hands up against it, you, you, you I know. know yeah. You know what else helps is like moving your head around like this to kind of like. Yeah. Get your bearings. Oh, in yeah, it kind of like moves the the angles, you know. Yeah. Oh God, it's so weird. No, you know, man. I tried. I can't do it. It's I really so wish weird. I could. Well, like you said <laughs> that, and immediately I saw it. Yeah. Like, I never looked at it that way before, and my mind <laughs> just saw it that way, the opposite direction, and it just. <laughs> See, it, like, I, threw I know my balance. Off. I know what this looks like, having seen it, like you know, like on, like in a two dimensional setting where it's right. just like an image. Lines. I can, I can do yeah, that really well with black an image. lines on a white background. Yeah, but my my eyes yeah. are just you know the this like I said the stereoscopy God. thing. It oh. just doesn't it's got special eyes. It's so it's weird, man. Specialized in a big brain. <laughs> the only <laughs> thing that the only brain. thing that stopped me from freaking out and not being able to. Live normally forever. <laughs> it's you putting your hands. Yeah, on he the did. Wall. He just put his hand in the corner and just started smacking the ceiling and walls. Yeah, and so I can see where your hand lies flat. That's so weird, man. God, that's so weird. All right. Well, all right. Anyway, well, I guess we should get back to it. I wanted to capture that for posterity. Yeah. No. Worth it. Worth it, man. Woo. Woo. Weird. <clears throat> so anyway. We're back. Uh, we're coming up on the last segment of our show, and and uh, as always, uh, we have recommendations. Yes, we do for one another. Yes, we do. Um, I've got a recommendation for surprise, surprise. It's a video game. Oh Shut wow! Up. Wow, that's breaking the norm. <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
uh, surprise, surprise, it's a Russian video game set in a post-apocalyptic environment. Oh, God, wow, that's really <laughs> That doesn't up. sound like it aligns with your interests. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, uh, for, but for real, uh, last night I beat Metro 2033. Mm. I still haven't played this game, Great and game I wanted to. Very good game. It's based on a on a book of the same title by a Russian author named Dmitry Gluchovsky. A Russian author named Dmitry. You don't say. <laughs> um, yeah, Metro 2033. Very good, very... Um, I mean, you can tell playing through it that it's based on a book. Um, yeah. Uh, lots, of, lots of narrative to uncover and unlock. Yeah. Uh, uh, and a, a very, a very uh, uh, interesting moral uh, dilemma throughout the game. Okay. Um, which I, I, I don't know. It's 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 it, it highlights a lot about the nature of of humanity and how like even even in even after the apocalypse, like people still fight with each other and, yeah. and shoot each other over ideologies and. And all this stuff. It's 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 very distinctly Russian and how pessimistic it is. Yeah. Um, how how blunt it is when it you know it it shoves you know like the, the violence and terror of of war after you know a third world war has devastated the planet. Yeah, uh, shoves it right in your face. It's, Otherwise known as next week. Yeah, right. right. Yeah, truly. Um, yeah, but it it, it does a it. it Builds the world very well. It's mm -hmm. it's uh, uh, the game looks gorgeous. It is. It does look very gorgeous. I, I recommend if you're going to pick it up on Steam, pick up the uh, Redux version. Okay. Um, they've made some uh, Redux version is is largely the same, but they've added one or two features and made some dramatic improvements to the engine. Okay. Um, Russian games have a reputation of not being ported very well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I or know, not being optimized very well. Uh, I yeah, say. I was going to say, you told me that game was a bit of a resource hog. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I'm yeah. sure it's not a problem with your current rig, but it might have been with your last one. I know, uh, like, on Xbox, you could buy Metro 2033 Redux on the Xbox One for 20 bucks. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. I don't know what the Steam price hmm, is. You know what? Let me just look up the Cheap Shark price uh, while you're talking about yeah, it. Yeah, definitely definitely do it. It's 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 an older game. It came out um, some years ago. And it's horrifying. <laughs> it um, seems like it would it be. Is, it is kind of horrifying. It's a, it's, it's a, it's not a, uh, it's not a pleasant game. No, it's uh, not. Uh, it's not. Plot-wise, setting-wise. Gotta wise. eat rats? I'm wondering if you gotta eat rats. No, no. Um, no. Uh, one, one of the neat things uh, in the game is you, you, it uses a very interesting currency system. Uh, where you can collect military-grade ammunition throughout the game. Now, that's the only currency that you have. You can trade that for for weapons, supplies, stuff like that, but it's also way more effective than, like, the standard ammo that you'll yeah. pick up. Okay. So you can use it, but y you'll, be, you'll be shooting your own money into yeah. your enemies. Interesting. Um... Uh, myself personally, I actually got an achievement uh, called Scrooge for for collecting for having at one time a thousand total rounds of military <laughs> ammo because I was holding on to it until like I knew I was coming up on the end of the game yeah. Yeah. for just the right occasion. Yeah, 
Uh, I did a little search, and it's 20 bucks just about everywhere, except for Green Man Gaming, where it is 18 bucks. I don't know how these guys keep undercutting Green everybody. Man's really cool. They mm. they have everything seemingly at the best price. I, got, I really don't know how to do it. I got Grand Theft Auto Five on Green Man for $20. Yeah. Jesus That's Christ. ridiculous, Yeah, that is right? crazy. Um, everywhere else, it was at least... <laughs> At least thirty on sale, and usually yeah. fifty or sixty. I highly recommend Cheap Shark for checking game prices because they have a very comprehensive yeah. list, and they also have where you can pull up the the overall deals index, which ranks a game's price against its Metacritic rating. Mm. Yeah, which yeah. means that the, basically, if the if the percentage off is very high and the Metacritic Metacritic rating is very high, then the deal value is very high. Right. So it, it sort of ranks things uh, in terms of like what you should grab right now. Yeah. Now the um, uh, again for PC players, Redux is the one that adds features and has engine improvements. And that's the one that's twenty bucks and, and eighteen. Uh, right. Green Man. Um, uh, Last Light also has a Redux version with improved uh, uh, improved engine added features. I haven't played Last Light yet. Metro Last Light. Yeah. That's that's um, uh, once I play Darksiders, that'll be my next. Project yeah. is Metro Last Light. That's a great game too. Yeah, but I uh, I highly recommend Metro Twenty Thirty Three, um, especially if you're into post-apocalypse yeah. type stuff. Good choice. I uh, love that kind of thing. I really should have played this. It's a good game, dude. There's 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 segments where like you got to go up onto the surface. You got to wear a gas mask the whole time. Yeah. Um, you go up onto the surface and you know there's nothing. It's it's nuclear winter in yeah. what used to be Moscow. Wow, um, that's you know that should be a life goal of mine is get a, get a Steam Link again and get that game and just spend some some time playing. For sure, yeah. Again, highly recommended. That's that's Metro Twenty Thirty Three Redux is my recommendation. Nice. I actually will probably take you up on that recommendation. Yeah, you won't regret it. Um, have, uh, incidentally, have you have you uh, partaken of Vanquish yet? No, I haven't. Ah, you know, I I keep honestly, you guys have such great recommendations and I feel like I've taken you up on almost nothing. Well, this this was fun. <laughs> this was fun cuz we didn't we didn't tell the story on the show yet, but um I I was I, I picked Vanquish up because it got a, a release for PC yeah. finally. Um like like some months ago. And um uh, so I picked it up and started playing it. And I was like, "Hey, Dave, you want to see this awesome game?" <laughs> and and uh, and I showed I showed him it, and 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 your reaction, yeah, was was uh, that you had played this in a in a store on like a demo terminal. It was, it was on my home Xbox, but yes, I played the demo, and I was uh, for a while I kicked myself because I could not remember what the name of the game was. And this happened to be the the very game. It just had these really cool rocket slides and shit, yeah. and I was just like, man, what was that fucking game? Because it's it's it has like. It's like the most Japanese game ever to me because it just moves so fast. The animations are slick. It's like got this, it's it's got this real wild uh, uh, sort it's, of anime feel, I guess. It, yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. It's insane. Yeah. The dialogue is hilarious. <laughs> um, uh, Yahtzee uh, of of Escapist Magazine. Uh, yeah. uh, zero punctuation. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yahtzee described. Vanquish as a glimpse into an alternate universe where developers remembered that cover shooters are supposed to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> 
You know, that's a good description, because uh, your cover shooters do very often suffer of tedium. Yeah. That game doesn't feel that way at all. Imagine your standard, like, Gears of War <clears throat> cover shooter type game. Now imagine it's it's Japanese, and it is... Uh, uh, it's it's taken amphetamines. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's Vanquish. It has a little bit of a sort of a Metal Gear feel to it, but it's not at all like Metal Gear. It, yeah, has, it has a similar uh, it's sense got, of humor, maybe. Yeah, it's it's got this tongue in cheek, you know, gruff, scraggly white protagonist. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know, he talks like this and he smokes a cigarette. Yeah. You know. It's just, <laughs> man, it's hard for me to hate any game where someone smokes cigarettes. I know, right? <laughs> um, immediately, I see even still like yeah. two years, which I think next week is going to be my two year no smoke anniversary. Oh boy! How about that, oh, right? Damn. Congratulations. I still identify with that person because yeah. I still get cravings. For you know, cigarettes. I gotta tell you, the fact that you sit in this room with me once a week and let me smoke cigarettes around you and keep your head on straight doesn't you bother deserve me. All the credit. I, I get the cravings, but you know what? I can you can deal with them. Once you get a, mm. to a certain point, you can deal with them. The only thing that would maybe make me smoke ever again would be some catastrophic like oh. family event, or yeah. you know what I mean. Or if, if the Russians nuke us and we have to retreat to the subway that yes, we, we exactly. don't have in Youngstown. There's gonna <laughs> since we've talked about this, let me say this to you. Just because it came up, if you ever smoke again, you will not come back out. Okay. Don't ever for fucking forget that. Okay. I know. Don't ever fucking forget that you can't just have one. Right. I know. Because that's I what won't. happened to me. I won't. Yeah, I won't. What happened to me was I quit for a year and a half using e-cigs, you know, like a nicotine replacement. I was still getting nicotine. And one day I told myself, yeah, I, I can, can have, have just one. one. Yeah. Bought a you pack can't. that night. Fell right back in. Don't ever fuck with it. Well, it's it's an. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to like. No, I'm no, no, no. I'm glad we touched on it real quick. It's 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 an addiction thing, man. It's like yeah. And I had the the fortunate experience of having to go through like a a treatment program for it. Like, and it was free. I I did it because it was free. They gave me my patches for free. They gave me the gum for free. And I had to go to a weekly meeting, like I was in AA or NA. Yeah. And I had to talk about why I smoked and you Mm -hmm. know coping mechanisms and all that shit. Yeah. I had the fort. That's a fortunate experience. A lot of people, and I was one of those people. Like you look at it and you go, Oh God, oh I don't want to have to do that. Yeah. Like it was really fortunate because I got to examine that yeah and uh like you know why you smoke and you know how much money it costs you and you realize that yeah it's a it's one of the yeah aside from alcohol it's the second to last legal drug that we sell to people <laughs> right yeah you know what i mean and it, you it, can it, get anywhere and that's it, the and, and it problem. is a fucking drug it's yeah. a drug dude it's yeah. super easy to get right back onto and like you're fortunate enough in that you were smart and didn't yeah. start smoking. Yeah, ben, ben never made this mistake on, yeah, on the thank, scale. Thank that we goodness, did. dude. You're right. <laughs> as he faces the, yeah, as he continues there you go. to yeah. chug the rest of a Newcastle. Well done. Yeah, <laughs> truly. Well, I remember, like you tell. I'm just glad I'm not an addict. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you telling me, Dave, after I quit smoking, I was I like, know. six weeks quit, we're sitting on the couch drinking, uh, yeah. uh I feel like we've told this on the show, but I want to hear like it again. Natty Light or Bush Light or something, and you're like, man, I'm proud of you for quitting smoking, and you stared at me, and then you're like, never quit drinking, <laughs> you know, like, and I can't, I can't, it's one of those things, like, it, it, it's... It's cool to be an addict of something yeah. and then to go. This is the smoking, by the way, incidentally, is the only addiction you can have where you can 
come back out and do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. not you have to worry about like getting into something. You know what I mean? You mean like it's yeah. it's it's unlike other addictions in the sense that you like okay if I was a heroin addict and then I just took up drinking instead of that. Yeah, do you know like I right. can I feel like comfortable. <clears throat> I can smoke a cigar or I can smoke my pipe once a week and that's my release and I can still ruin my body in some way but I'm not doing it two packs a day at the expense of 15 goddamn dollars a day. It doesn't get supplanted in the same way. The addiction doesn't yeah. move the way that, right. that other addictions tend to move. I knew the moment I, I came out here and I was nervous but I knew in my heart I was ready to smoke a cigar yeah. and everything would be it okay. It took a little while. It took a while. It took several months but I knew I could do <clears throat> and not have to worry about smoking a a cigarette. The only, like I said, the only thing that will ever make me pick up a cigarette again is if some catastrophic event mm. befalls my yeah. life, and then I don't have everyone on to... Earth turns into cigarettes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Let me like, just, say just, just like time. Lot's wife, except instead of turning to salt, she turns into cigarettes. <laughs> a pile of Campbell's. Yep. Just... <laughs> Let me say one more time. One more time. You can't just have one. I know I can't. You can't I know just I can't. Have, don't you ever because forget that it. thought like has Pringles. That, that don't right, you can't. Once you pop, it. like cancer causing, yep. cancer flavored Pringles. Once you pop, you're going to get throat cancer. <laughs> I'm telling you, you it's can't the truth. just have one. I know because I've had that thought, well, yes. especially particularly when I was going through the really rough patches, like two or three months after I quit. Yeah. When I thought to myself, man, you can do it. Just have a cigarette. Yeah. And and I still get those thoughts like, ah, you can have a cigarette. You I know can. I can't. I know you I can't. Can. I can't because I'm going to be right back into it. Right. Yeah. I know that I know that this has kind of gone off of the taking the show Sorry. off the rails, but I, I just, I'm glad <laughs> I we can't. took a minute I because can't. it bears repeating. Dude, yeah, I was, I, I was with my one. dad. My dad was picking up his drugs today at, uh, uh, Walgreens at on the corner. Oh, I was gonna Avenue. say no, he was picking up his uh, he's picking up his prescriptions at the. Uh, hey son, do you want anything for Bucko here? <laughs> wow, Dad, I would love it if you got me a bag of heroin. <laughs> oh, son, I just love sharing experiences with you. <laughs> wow, Dad, that's great. I, I sure hope we don't end in rehab later. <laughs> son, can I, can I throw in some Vicodin too? Wow, that would be great, Dad. I love that. Oh, that's you know cool. how much I love Danner's Dad. <laughs> <laughs> I do, son. That's my little guy. <laughs> God, oh my God. No, it, it's one, it, it, dude, it's an addiction thing where you, like, you know it. Yeah. And until you're into that point where you quit, this is going to sound real fucking preachy. I'm sorry. No, no, no. When, no, when no. you're in that point when you recognize that something is an addiction and it has a control over your life. Yeah. Um, you, your, your, your brain is telling you it's okay to do this thing. Yeah. Because over years of, of the same pattern, you've tricked yourself into telling you, and, and just saying that that's correct. Yeah. And you believe it. And then your heart's telling you something else. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, I know because I still get the, like, go buy a pack. Yeah. I looked at I looked at the price of cigarettes today when my dad was, like, at yep. Walgreens. How fucking insane is that? You could go to one place and pick up your drugs to help you with cancer. Yeah. And then, you know what I mean? Like, and go then, back. And then get more <laughs> cancer. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like, it's insanity to me. Yeah. yeah. You no. don't want to sell me death sticks. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, it, it, this, it, this is as much a PSA for, for you as for everybody dude, listening. seven goddamn dollars. 
dollars a pack. I used to smoke two fucking packs of cigarettes yep. a day. Yep. A day. Yeah. That's fifteen fucking dollars a day. There was a time in my life where I smoked three. That's insane, man. <laughs> I know. There, it was one and a half packs to three packs a day, depending on if I went to the bar. And I went to the bar every day in college. <laughs> every day. I mean, who didn't? Right. No, sure. <laughs> like that's the thing. Like you gotta have you gotta have some vices, but you gotta let yourself. You know, be healthy too. Yeah, on some yeah. Level. dude. So, so, so basically, what you're saying is buy Metro 2033. Buy Metro 2033. <laughs> Man, I can't stress that game. No enough. one smokes in that game. No, it's twenty dollars, <laughs> dude. Why wouldn't you buy that game? It's a great game. That's that's the same as three packs of cigarettes. You can buy that game dude, right now. Twenty yeah. bucks, man. Quit smoking. You can, buy either, Metro you can either you can either get your fix for a day and a half, maybe, if you're not going to the bar, or you can buy Metro 2033. Shoot mutants and shoot. Yeah. Actually, there's Nazis in the game. Shoot Hell Nazis. yeah, fuck Nazis. You dude. know what's one of the first things to die in nuclear apocalypse? Big tobacco. Hell yeah! Hooray! Yeah, yeah. Hey. fuck you, big we tobacco. Finally got him. All right. <laughs> Sorry, guys. The head of Philip Morris is just going, nuclear weapons, my one weakness. Yeah. <laughs> my one and only my weakness. My one and only weakness. Is complete catastrophic wipeout of society. <laughs> <laughs> David, your recommendation. I have a recommendation. <laughs> uh, it's going to still be on vices, funny enough. Yeah. Uh, last night, uh, after doing a little cleaning and uh, trying to figure out what to do with my evening, I settled in. To watch Ken Burns' series on Prohibition. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I'm, I, I'm, I know I'm always talking about documentaries. Interestingly enough, today is the day that Al Capone was sent to jail. No kidding. For tax okay. evasion, of all things. That's what they always get yeah. him on. It's the technicalities with the mobsters, mm -hmm. right? Um, the uh, So I sat down last night, and I popped this on, and I was sitting there eating some cheese dip. And I thought, this would be better with a beer. Yeah. <laughs> so oh, yeah, yeah I'm watching documentary on prohibition. Because uh, the thing is, they're telling the history of. And I, there's so many things I could tell you about this. I'll tell you a few later. But they're they're talking about all the history of drinking in America and everything it meant to people and and how it changed and, and you know the dries and all this shit. Johnny Appleseed didn't plant those apple trees to, for people to eat apples. Yeah. He didn't want you to have a fucking snack. They made cider out of that shit. Sure. Yeah. Um, so, so I, I'm watching this and going, I need a beer. I'm going to drink a beer with this. And it made it a lot more fun. And then I thought, oh, shit, I should finish my beer. So I put the Drogtoberfest yeah, dude. in the keg. It's sitting in here now. Yeah. Um, we, we successfully killed the keg last week, uh, or uh, last week, Sunday, at uh, Stranger Things Night. So the old beer is gone in with the, the Davenporter. The Davenporter. Yeah. Um, the Christy Davenporter. <laughs> I still love that name. Um <clears throat> And, uh, yeah, so I watched the first two episodes of three. Yeah. I will say I super, super recommend this. Okay. Some of the things you see in there are just downright mind-blowing. Uh, I'm sure you've probably seen some footage of things like this before. But as Prohibition is happening, and as people are seizing large, you know, su you know supplies of whiskey and bottles and bottles of yeah. stuff, and then they're smashing it in the streets with hammers and uh, baseball bats, and you just watch it run into the gutter. No. Yeah. It's astounding. Okay, I have a new top fear now. <laughs> hey, it could come back. We got a teetotaler in the White House, man. Oh, it could yeah. happen. <laughs> um, yeah, it's some of the things. Wait, really? He doesn't drink. 
Donald Trump doesn't drink. Not at all. Shocking, right? No, not at all. What? Yeah. That, that does not. Well, he supplants all that that sort of with weird perversion and, and urine yeah. fetish. Not, and, even, not even like uh, like a glass of wine no, with his well-done steak. The man drink. does not that, and, drink. Can we, I, I know we've said this on the podcast before, <laughs> but like a man... I've opened the can of worms a again. A man who doesn't... <laughs> Have his stakes at least medium. Yeah. What kind of fucking animal? And then he really eats upsetting. them with ketchup. And eats them with ketchup. <laughs> what kind of fucking animal orders a slice of Kobe beef? Yeah. Well done with ketchup. You fucking ass. Ketchup is the Cleveland Browns of condiments. God. Ketchup is. A condiment that makes everything taste only like it. Ketchup is the Cleveland Barons of condiments. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you yeah. fucking animal! It's What's terrible. wrong with you? It's, oh, sorry. It's by sorry. far the worst oh, thing about. So anyway, I'm getting I, upset. I oh. cannot believe it's a fact. He doesn't drink at all. It's a fact, and actually, when you think about it, it explains a lot about him. And actually, it's. I think it actually is in line with his personality. How can you trust a president that doesn't drink? All right. I think a president. This is a country that was founded on alcohol. Well, that's very interesting. You should say that. Yeah. Because the the prohibition documentary starts with some stories about early America. Yeah. Like, for example, the fact that when the the Mayflower came over, it was jam packed yeah. with booze. Yes, it was. Uh, it was, you know, when people were settling in small towns, there would be a bell rung twice a day, <laughs> where people would stop working and the men would go drink. Yeah, happy hours. Yeah, yeah. not one but two, two happy hours dose. a day. Mm-hmm. Dose Horus. And for a long time, <laughs> it worked out really well. Yeah. What changed was distillation. Uh, what happened was people got really, really used to drinking as a part of their daily routines, and everything was basically hunky-dory for the most part. People were drinking relatively low-strength beer, probably not that different from, you know, like exactly like uh, Newcastle Brown Ale. 4% beer. 4% beer. We're talking 4% on average, probably not much more. Right. Now, all of a sudden... A large amount of straight up, you know, like poison yeah. is introduced into the supply and people drink it the same. Yeah. So you have a major breakdown and a, a serious addiction crisis that is everywhere. Yeah. Uh, the reason that prohibition mm. was allowed to happen was because America was a 17-year-old that got into its parents' liquor cabinet. <laughs> Where? America didn't know its limits. Oh God, that goes along yes. with our last week's topic. I know, right? I mean, <laughs> that's 17-year-olds getting into their parents' liquor cabinet. I know. Yeah. That's sort of why I said it is that we know what happens is that we weren't ready. Yeah. We weren't ready. We were so used to drinking as a regular part of daily life, and for the most part, it was pretty much okay because... The, it was it was difficult to acquire enough to get ruined back yeah. in those days. I get it. I get it. All now. of a sudden, we have really potent shit being treated like the old shit. And you know, you guys have been drinking a while. You know what it was to get out of beer and into liquor. Maybe you right? guys have been drinking a while. <laughs> yeah, you know. I mean, it's a whole different ball game. Yeah. yeah, America did that as a as a fucking country. So, oh, it's really, really interesting. I super recommend this. I don't want to take too much more time on it and spoil anything fun. But the Prohibition documentary follows the struggles of basically cities versus rural areas. Sure. It follows, you know, tensions between uh, 
the sort of people who, I, I think there's a quote they open it with, and it's something like, uh, I can't remember who said it, but nothing needs so much policing like other people's behaviors. Sure. <laughs> right? It's, uh, it's the desire to control other people. Sure. Or to look into other people's, uh, you know, problems and try to solve them. Um, sure. It, it's interesting. Historically, looking back, that prohibition was a progressive cause. Yeah, right. It was not, it, you know, we think of conservative and progressive a little bit different today. Sure. Conservative, liberal, progressive. We think about things differently. It was a progressive cause for right. the benefit of poor immigrant communities who were not consulted about what was best for them. Yeah. To whom drinking was very important. The Germans that founded every major brewery in the United States yeah. were not consulted. It was very, very important to them. So, again, I, I know I'm prattling on here. Watch the Prohibition documentary. If you have even a passing interest in history and booze, it will scratch the itch. It's 20th century history, so it scratches my fucking itch. I'll yeah, tell you that. Absolutely. And it's only three episodes. It's not that huge an investment. Mm. I'm watching the third one very soon. So, uh, I can't wait to see how it ends. <laughs> <laughs> Chris, your recommendation. Your recommendation. I have two, which I will not take up a ton of time with, uh, that I will touch on very briefly. Uh, the first one, last week, we uh, I'm going to do another album. As is Ben's tradition is video games. As yours, a tradition? Yours tends to be uh, documentaries. Yeah. Mine tends to be albums. Yeah. Um, Mine so, is usually net shit on Netflix. Sure, which is fine. <laughs> That's the average person. Yeah. Um, so let's go into uh, an album. I'm going to let you guys kind of pick between two. I'm gonna go with last week. I had one that I said was a like a um, a metal album. I guess uh -huh. a more a better addendum to this is: Do you want to do a '60s hard rock album or '70s hard rock album? I'm not quite sure of the exact time frame. Or do you want to do a rap album? Let me know, and I will tell you which recommendation I give. I have so many. Here's the problem: is I have so many albums to recommend that I can't decide on all of them on a week-to-week -week basis. So I'm going to let you guys kind of pick from now on. Ben and I have mouthed it to each other. We agree. <laughs> rap. rap. You want to do the rap album? Yeah, let's so, give it to us. The rap album that I'm going to choose as a recommendation this week is an album by the rapper Common. Um, okay. Common, I, I'm sure you guys have seen him in TV. He's, you know, kind of like a, a lot of rappers who are really street smart. Yeah. Um, they, they took themselves... Out of the street and went into rap, and then from there, the next logical business progression is business. Yeah, uh, right. either acting or clothing lines mm -hmm. or Nas comes to mind. Nas, yeah. uh, fuck Jay Z. Jay Z the, is the, yeah. the pyramidal oh, example. Uh, Fifty Cent. Fifty Cent. He's oh my made, God. He's made more Brilliant. off of his investment in vitamin water yeah. than he has from rapping. Sure, P Puffy. <laughs> fucking Puffy is the the <laughs> example of a mogul. Mm -hmm. The reason that Cisco, that, he founded Cisco, a whole networking right. router oh manufacturing God. company. It's <laughs> That guy, man. Oh, God. And they all bear He's, his name, even though right. he know he seems to know nothing about wireless networks. Nothing. It's amazing. amazing. <laughs> and that guy wrote the thong song. Moguls. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, uh, and the reason, I, I always yeah. say the reason that that works is because those guys came from uh, a very hardline business. Yeah. Like the drug business. Yeah. Right. You know, coming out of the streets. It's going legit. And they took that into something productive and something that most people can consider tangible in everyday society. It's just parlaying it's your skills into a it's legal brilliant. version of, of, of those skills. So Common, the rapper Common, 
comes from Chicago. Uh, and he's been in movie, several movies, several TV shows uh, as an actor now. But he wrote uh, and, and created several great staples to hip-hop. Album, to hip-hop. Uh, one of the albums that comes to mind is an album called B, which is not my recommendation, but okay. it is considered to be one of the greatest rap albums uh, ever made. You know what I mean? Uh, B? B. 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 E. Oh, B. As, like, in, as in to exist. Yes. A, a command. Yeah. <laughs> yes. uh, and that's a great record. But the exist. record I want to recommend is one of his early ones. It's a record called Resurrection. Okay. Uh, and it was back when he went by the, the moniker Common Sense instead of just Common. Huh. So it's I an, did not know that about him. So to set the era, this album came out in like 1994. So this is after um, a lot of albums that uh, came out in the early... Okay, so this is a time frame in hip-hop where East versus West was a big thing. You had the Biggie and Pac feud going on. Uh-huh. Or, or it was kind of pre-Biggie and Pac, but those guys were still out. You know what I mean? It was East Coast and West Coast. And then you started to see... Uh, southern rappers and then like mm-hmm. northern rappers come out and, yeah. and they were showing no there's more than just two styles there's 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 guys from all over the country who yeah, it's can, like cuisine there's something everywhere do, right who can yeah. do their thing and there is just like the blues there's very distinct sounds <clears throat> for very distinct yeah. parts of the country um, and uh, brief brief sidebar have you ever seen the Mr. Show sketch about East Coast, West Coast ventriloquists? I have not. <laughs> yeah, I have. Yeah, I think you showed me, in fact. Worth a watch. <laughs> okay. I'll have to keep that in mind. So this is, I, I don't know if it's first album. I think it's his second album, actually, uh, by Common. It's called Resurrection. Okay. Came out in 1994. And the best way I can describe it is like, is like really breezy Chicago-style rap. Okay. Which wasn't a thing before this album came out. Interesting. Um Lyrically speaking, I mean, he's on par with some of my favorite rap lyricists. Nas, um, mm. Biggie, mm-hmm. um, you know, just just on point lyrically. And then the sound is still decidedly East Coast, but with a little airier tone to it. Okay. Uh, <clears throat> this was an album that I listened to into my 20s. Um, where I, I, I have this bad trend with music where I get into... Pockets where I, I consider myself to be a snob on certain things, <laughs> and and then when I hear something else, like like I get into like this deep seated thing where uh, only the music I like is good music, but I can't listen to pop music because that's the antithesis. There's yeah. really good pop music that comes out nowadays. Right. Right? The older you get, the less that happens, sure. and it's largely because you're not trying to get laid as much. Correct. Yeah, that's <laughs> a really <laughs> the, the older I get, the less I'm a snob, and it's because I'm not trying to impress people to get laid. That's exactly the point. <laughs> no, it, uh, and that's part of it. Is like the the rap music that I knew was largely divided into East Coast and West Coast. Uh, the Chronic, uh, uh, Doggy Style, West Coast, that was pretty much it. And then uh, East Coast, anything that Wu-Tang Clan did and Biggie, you know what I mean? Like, I divided it into these two things. And then I yeah. started listening to, like, some of the stuff from everywhere else. Yeah. And uh, this album that he did is a really... <clears throat> Yeah, great, really good production, but as far as lyricism goes, it's one of the best rap albums I've ever heard from hmm. a poetic standpoint. Would you describe it as out of the ordinary? It is, you know what, out of the ordinary lyrically. Would you describe it as not typical? I would describe it as atypical lyrically. Would Only you say lyrically. It's not common? I would. <laughs> I can't believe you did see that coming. <laughs> I, I knew you were going to get it. I had to say it. <laughs> it's truly uncommon. 
Uh, no, common is quite uncommon here. Oh. Ironic, isn't it? <laughs> uh, I'm trying to think of some of the tracks on that album. Um, it, 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 a lot of it is written from the perspective of a of a kid mm. who is coming to grips with his own artistic strides yeah. and trying to put it into words and that and and him expressing it vocally as far as beats go the beats are really good but you know they, they sound largely east coast with a little airier tone to it uh, but lyrically speaking it's it's his writing that shines yeah. through really good yeah. and it's a great album Ben in particular I, I want you to listen to this one because I think I it's shall. one you're really going to like Resurrection by, by Common, Common. Yeah. Nice. again if you look up Common Resurrection it'll come up really yeah. easy but I think it was, it was Common Sense when he went under that moniker so lyrically speaking it's really good I, I don't have a good description for it other than that it's just it's one that you should listen to if you're a hip hop fan because it's very very well done and your second uh, sec- recommendation? My recommendation <laughs> is a, a movie, actually. And I'm going to get back to something that we talked about doing a long time ago that we never ended up doing. And I would, Pete. I would love to do. Um, uh, I wanted. I want to watch more movies as the Dude Group. Yeah. Um, and one of the movies that I think maybe the first one I want you guys to watch because it's so necessary as a fan of film to watch is the movie Apocalypse. I now. knew it. Yeah, <laughs> I want you guys to watch I think this. This is movie. a past recommendation, and it the fact that it's come back up means we're really slacking. You are, you are slacking. <laughs> we are, we are. I know. Uh, it is a recommendation I've had before. I want you to. Uh, you gotta go pee. Go do. Your no, thing. no, no, no. Let's. Okay. Sorry. Um, <laughs> you no, look like you uh, gotta pee. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Apocalypse Now. I've said it before on the show. I'm sure. Uh, it's a movie where you can take a still frame from any point in the film and hang it on your wall as a piece of art. Right. Purely yeah. from a cinematography standpoint, it's incredible. The story is incredible. Marlon Brando takes five minutes of screen time and holds the movie in the palm of his hand. <laughs> from a performance standpoint, it's, yeah. it's a clinic on yeah. how to be an actor. And it's it, it's incredible. It's I really want to watch. see this. We, we're, I'm going to bring it over. I'm yeah. going to bring it over. Yeah. And we're going to watch it one night. It's it's just it's one. If you're a fan of film in any degree, it's worth watching. So, yeah. uh, pick that one up. The director's cuts out. They're on Blu-ray. Nice. Um, it looks good on in any format. It's it's worth a watch. Let's do that. Let's do it a weekend thing. Maybe Let's a Saturday thing, possibly. Possibly. Maybe yeah. or an early Sunday. We'll see. Yeah. Uh. Well. What have we learned from all this? I've learned for one. Yes. That what biz- have we learned? I have learned that Bizarro Churchill is an asshole. <laughs> I just wrote Bizarro Churchill. Bizarro Churchill. I, I, I picture him like uh, Tad Gostel, like from Space Ghost, where he has like, <laughs> his, his like weird twin brother, the goatee. Yeah. It's like that. Um, I read that Henry Kissinger signs like a tool. Like his signature. He does. Oh, oh God. Yeah. Fuck that guy. <laughs> uh, I learned that Nestle is the superior chocolate bar, obviously. Fuck mm. you, Hershey. I'm done with Hershey. Fuck yeah. you. I am super done with Hershey. Jack Except asses. for their peanut butter cups, because, come on. Now you gotta go Reese's, dude. That's Reese's. Oh, that's not Reese's. That's well, Reese's. aren't they Hershey? No. Reese's is its own thing. Oh, cool. Oh, good. We're good. <laughs> we're good. Then we're, we're good. good. We're fine. We're good. Uh, I wrote that Janis Joplin is a major cutie. I don't know how I didn't realize. Yeah. She's, she's super adorable, yeah. right? I, I fucking love her. I wrote uh, Fuck the Ocean. Yeah, fuck the fuck ocean. Fuck the ocean. Uh, I, I learned that earning more money is a good problem to have, but still a problem. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, I learned that shar- sharks are bees and corners are evil. Yeah, it, incidentally, I wrote Chris hates corners. <laughs> yeah, I do. I do. <laughs> yeah, don't look at it. Don't do it. Um, uh, I learned that uh, loud grunting at the start of an episode really wins subscribers. <laughs> <laughs> After every break, you need yeah. to just grunt loudly. Uh, I wrote, do a good job, dumbass. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Stop doing bad jobs. Uh, I learned that there's a gigantic man in the Atlantic Ocean with his fingers in a Chinese finger trap. <laughs> which uh, I didn't know that before. Yeah, oh, I think his name is Philip. Philip, yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> um, Last I, king of Atlantis. <laughs> I learned that you you just don't challenge Dave on his choice of coffee. I will dig in, as you have learned. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Um, what else? I have. Uh, I like beans. Semicolon. I like toast. <laughs> <laughs> What's the problem? What's the problem? Don't no problem save the toast. queen. <laughs> um, anything else we got here? It does it for me. That's, that's, all, that's literally all I learned. Oh, okay. I guess I have one more then. I wrote, uh, that liquor will never get drunk. Oh, oh, God. Sorry to bring it down. It yeah. It's really nice to end on a low note, God. buddy. That, that, the challenger liquor. They will never let somewhere. anyone drink it. Nobody's ever going to drink that liquor. Well, hey, as long as kittens still exist, we're good. We're a happy world. Yay. Yeah. Hooray for us, the human race. Ben needs to pee. (laughs) Fuck Ted Cruz. Fuck Ted Cruz. Fuck you, you Zodiac killer motherfucker. We out. We out. out. Next time on Three Dudes Show. You suck. Nobody's ever. Dave Hose. Yay. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck you, Ted Cruz. You suck, you piece of garbage. Booger eating piece of shit. You You troll faced buffoon. You ugly, weird Eddie Munster wannabe. You You claiming 36 bodies, motherfucker. (laughs) You, 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 you. You fake smiling fat face dumb fuck. You dirt smeared dirty person. <laughs> you your you daughter doesn't love you and want to kiss you motherfucker. <laughs> I think that about does it. We'll right. see you next week. See you on three dudes. Yeah. Ted Cruz is not invited to listen to the next episode. And he's the Zodiac killer. <laughs>